0: Hi, people, Destiny, who play Game Fun Time. It's August 7th and 8th, 2016. You're listening to Ghost Stories, a Destiny podcast. This is episode 35. We're finally wrapping up, really wrapping up, our look at exotic weapons in the game with heavy weapons. That was weird. I said...
1: There's more exotics than just heavies?
0: Oh, yeah, I guess so. Well, Sherb was right, though, so, you know, it did become a two-parter, because we spent like a billion hours talking about Thunderlord, super good advice and sleeper on the last episode. We only got through three. Man, that that was rough. But we're gonna do it. Let's do it. Um, who's with me this week? I am sitting on the sitting on the X of the Ray. <laughs> and with me is She Hulk Pop, Sherbert Pop. How's it going?
2: It's going good. Yeah,
0: very good. Yeah, mm-hmm. you were you've been sick, right?
2: Yeah, I was sick last week, um, but I'm better now, which is good. Well, good. <clears throat> and um, so I apologize if I cough or anything. I will try not to. I'll be good. Thank
0: you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think uh, last time we talked, you were working on your uh, mountaintop. Is that right?
2: Yeah, I got that done. Hooray. Yay. Which is really exciting. So I got my moments of triumph. Awesome. Oh, and I had a good week in Destiny this week. We did the Vault of Glass for nostalgia, and because we had people who needed no time to explain. And I got, um, finally got. What did I get? Well, I got Icebreaker and the Mythoclast. Wow. All in one. Nice. In that one end fight, which was exciting. And then I got um, Hawkmoon the next wow. day. Wow, what a run! So, yes, finally, the, the Destiny Gods look down upon me after complaining so much doing these heavy, <laughs> not heavy, these exotic episodes. Still no last word? No, still no last word, but Ugh. we'll get there.
0: It'll get
3: there. I got
2: Hawkmoon, though. At least I have one cool exotic hand cannon.
0: All right. Well, we also have <laughs> Jibba Jabba Ratchet. Gabble <laughs> Ratchet. What's up, man? <laughs>
4: So I wasn't sure until you were like 75% through that intro of if this was real or not.
0: (laughs) I did it a few times. I couldn't really decide how to say it, but yeah.
4: (laughs) And I was like, is this this the real one? So it is. I'm good. Um, I was telling you guys earlier, I'm I'm playing um, Dishonored, um, which I played back on 360, but it was on sale. I believe by the time we release this episode, it will no longer be on sale. So if you didn't buy it, it was $12. Um, But if you can hear this uh, Before it comes out (laughs) It's $12 It's such a good game (laughs) But yeah that's pretty much it
0: Oh sorry I was buying Dishonored (laughs) As you should be (laughs) And last but not least Mr. Derp Slash Drop Slash what's up man
1: Not too much I've been playing a lot of Hyper Light Drifter Which released on consoles since we've last recorded. So I was part of the Kickstarter on that. I played the beta and now I'm playing it on Xbox and PS4. It's awesome. Cool. And I would kill for a hyperlight drifter outfit for my hunter in Destiny. That would be awesome. Well, uh, and then other than that, Mayhem was this week. I love Mayhem Clash so much. So I've been playing a lot of Crucible and just going crazy wrapping yeah, up old quests i've been there's nothing left to really do so much so i've just been like setting arbitrary goals for myself trying to get to rank vanguard rank 100 on my hunter right now
0: cool yeah i played uh played some mayhem clash also and had a good time and it's it's so much fun yeah uh I, I was on vacation for a week so i've been a little out of the loop um trying to keep up with things a little bit and uh, not, not a ton's been going on, but you know, we've, we've tweeted out a few things that have been happening. Uh, Our friends over at the crossroads app, which we talked about a few episodes ago um, is an app that allows you to uh, connect with other people that are in your, your bungee group or clan to set up times to raid and uh, pretty much do anything. There's there's raids and nightfalls and and any of the activities you could think of to uh, to set up times and let people just sign up and join in your group. And it's a pretty amazing app. They're working on uh, on releasing a new version here pretty soon with some upgrades. Uh, I don't know all the the bells and whistles coming with it yet, but uh should be out soon uh but those but but untines over there uh sent us a few shirts for for talking about their app and uh I posted uh my pick and and I think drop posted his as well We're in their shirts super awesome group of guys great app you should go check it out uh we'll throw a, a link in the show notes to to get to their twitter and uh maybe even their. a link directly to the app uh, on the App Store and Google Play Store. Um, So, yeah, thanks for the shirts. Awesome. I've got a new sticker on my laptop uh, from you guys, so that's really cool, too. Um, What else? Oh, I finally got my Ghost Story shirt, (laughs) and I, I definitely feel better now that I have one, especially since I talk about other people buying them. Um, I've got my shirt. My jacket should be on the way. Uh, but I love it. It's oh man, I, like I said, I feel official now. I feel like I'm I should be a part of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so uh so I got my I got my shirt. You can get one too over at represent.com slash store slash dgo stories. Uh, again, we'll throw a link in there and we've got shirts and jackets, a few other things, uh, but they're they're really fun, and we've we've paid a little homage to uh, to Seth Dickinson and his awesome made up word "ayat" on a couple, and we've got uh, an enemy shirt, which is awesome that Scoob put together for us. And they're great. I love I love mine. Uh, so check them out. Um, what else? We've got oh our screenshot contest wrapped up, right? Yes. Yeah, and uh and so we've got a, a few announcements, I guess, for, for winners. And uh so this the, the screenshot contest was to take a screenshot of or a selfie of yourself. Selfie of yourself? That sounds weird. A, self a selfie, selfie just taking yeah, just take a selfie with a wizard somewhere in the, the shot and uh the Third place was a tie, uh, with Drop Slash and Flatnick, who uh, Flatnick's in our, our Slack chat, and uh, second place was our good friend uh, Pirate Danny, who sent us some awesome emails, and she did this really cool. It was a it was like a yoga photo, is what I think it was was entitled. Yeah, and it was uh, three guardians doing the praise the sun emote with a couple of wizards in the background. And then the winner was uh, Captain Kex, Kex, uh, the L, the the Lorg guy himself, uh, and he did this really amazing uh, s- selfie. It was like a reflection of his guardian in this pool of water, uh, with this wizard coming coming at him, and so it was. Oh man, it's it's so cool. Is that what we he did? will?
1: Yeah, that the location of that is, uh, where is it? That's when you enter the hive tunnels from the archers line, so that must be the Hall of Wisdom. And because that that crazy crystalline thing is actually the chandelier in the ceiling. So if you look straight down, there's water there and it creates this really cool reflection.
0: So yeah, so those were our winners, and thanks for everyone who participated and voted, and uh, we'll definitely be doing this again. It was really fun to see what people came up with. There are some great, great uh, selfies that people submitted, so thanks to everyone, and uh, maybe next time we'll have some prizes. I know that... Uh
1: <laughs> we'll have some prizes for people who don't win when they actually start the contest. <clears throat> Kex.
3: Mm. (coughs) oh Oh, yeah and i also saw put
1: himself in the lord chart now as screenshot master (laughs) (laughs) he can do whatever the hell he wants with that thing
0: (laughs) 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 but uh yeah and i also read something that dgs podcast hosts are not going to be eligible to participate possibly in the future man i think i thought we just can't win oh okay so we can well yeah yeah that's true we can participate in and kick ass, and then just not win. That's fine.
1: Well, I've been. I took so I took about fifty screenshots to get the one that I got, uh, and I've been slowly using our Instagram account to to show some of them off. So, if you want to see, and I mean, I'm happy to do that for anybody else who's who has submissions too. Like, if you want to, like, I'll just throw them out on our Instagram. If you want to sort of see the other folks who entered and things that they did, the the. Big entries here are all available I'll throw the imager link in these show notes uh, and then but if anybody's outtakes or anything yeah send them on over and uh, I'll stick them on our Instagram
0: cool um, what else we got going on oh this whole destiny con thing is happening what? right
1: what's this thing what is that is that thing? a thing
0: is it I think it's a thing I think it's a thing it's like a community convention right <clears throat> and it's uh, it's happening August. 27th is that right yeah down in Tampa wow. Florida oh, okay. um wow is that's any- this month yeah it's, I know, in it's like, like three, kind of-
1: less than three weeks 20 days wow anybody going I am maybe
0: oh I'm definitely a- not going <laughs> 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 I, I can't I can't make it um Sherb you making the flight across uh, the yeah, world
3: yeah well <laughs>
2: I, I was going to, but then I, I broke my kayak paddle. I don't think I can get there in time. <laughs>
0: oh man. <laughs> okay. Well, so I think uh, I think that was a big yes from Gabble and a secret maybe from Drop. So if you're gonna be there, let us know and uh, maybe we can do a little meet up and and just I don't know. I guess they're gonna have a have a good time. I'm super jealous. I wish I could go. Uh, so. Take lots of pictures, and maybe that should be one of our screenshot contests. Take your picture with a member of DGS <laughs> at DestinyCon and submit it.
1: Well, I have three weeks to make an X-ray mask, so. Ooh, <laughs> oh.
0: There you go. Pass
1: those out. <laughs> and then just send me down there with some pre-recorded lines. I'll just play them. <laughs> the intros. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'll be great. I'm gonna. Re- I'm gonna take all your best intros. And every time I walk into a room, a I'm just soundboard. Pl- yeah, I'll just play it really loud. Oh
0: man, <laughs> I don't even. Oh. Uh, I don't even know what to say. I'm. I'm glad I'm not going to be there, but also I would hate to miss that. <laughs> Ugh. All right. Well, let's talk about lore. Let's. Uh, we got a first look at something. Something that uh, Bungie's been talking about. We're going to just. It's it's a it's a new exotic, right?
3: Yeah,
1: we got we got a not a huge content drop, but uh, Game Informer did the same thing they did with the Taken King. They're doing with Rise of Iron, where they sort of get these premiere first looks. A bunch of the uh, GI staff got a chance to get hands on, and they were being sort of like drip fed the information in a slow content release, very similar to Taken King. But one of the big ones we got uh, in this past week was a full-on breakdown of a new exotic, uh, which is kind of awesome. And it's something that we'll talk about this uh, as we talk through this. Uh, This is something the the community's been asking for for a long time. So it looks like a thing we're going to get. They mentioned another exotic too, which sounds very similar to the Reddit let's create an exotic thing, (laughs) uh, which was the price of exile. But for right now, we're going to talk about the Kvostov 7G-0X. Uh, It is a new exotic coming with Rise of Iron. The flavor text reads, An ancient instrument of war, renewed and enhanced by Guardian power. Not unlike you. Uh, So, it's an auto-rifle, we know that much. uh, But it has a very unique set of perks that go along with it. Uh, I'm going to recap some of the things they talked about with this gun, and then we'll go into what makes it so exotic. Uh, So it has multiple ways, apparently, of being acquired. Uh, Either while you're roaming around the new lands or the new versions of the Cosmodrome, you can pick up Kvostov Weapon Parts. Uh, and these weapon parts will be randomly hidden inside chests, or be rewards for things, um, especially in the Archon's Forge, which is something else that was revealed to us. It's just sort of like a battle arena similar to Prison of Elders and or Court of Oryx. Uh, you only need to find one of those parts, and you can hand it into one of the new quest-givers in Rise of Iron, and it kicks off a whole sort of exotic quest-style thing, so it looks like exotic quests are coming back. Uh, and we sort of had one when we talked about A Touch of Malice. Which is, I guess, technically an exotic quest. And it looks like this is going to be very similar. Uh, so there's quest missions involved. A cool note they had here is that Alternative players can acquire the Kavastov weapons parts by scrapping their original Kavastov, assuming they've hung on to it. I don't know about you, but I have.
3: <laughs> yep. Uh,
1: I actually still have the stove, and i have the original sniper rifle you start with as a hunter
0: but Uh, are you gonna really gonna want to scrap it
1: i don't know that's it's really (laughs) difficult for me i because i spend so much time exploring and wandering around and doing things like opening random treasure chests uh i don't think i'm gonna break down my original i think i'm gonna hang on to it
0: yeah i'm sure it's not Uh, gonna be overly difficult to, to find the parts. So. Yeah,
1: the Calcutta LR2 is that original <laughs> sniper rifle. Uh, and I have a Sargon B2, which is one of the first uh, heavy machine guns you get in the game. And I kept, I kept the original Titan scout mail because it looks so cool, and they have not made any armor that looks that cool, but sometimes I queue up in strikes with the lowest possible light so I could... <laughs> So I get hooked up with, like, brand new players, and I switch into all my best gear and lead them through it. <clears throat> anyway, uh, so the interview about the Kvostov was conducted with uh, Sheik Wang, who's an art director at Bungie, and Ryan Paradis, who's the lead designer on Rise of Iron. They've got some quotes here about the gun. <clears throat> it says, We devised the mission uh, to take you back through those original spaces. Sure, you've seen them a lot since then, but you haven't gotten Ghost's perspectives on it. So he's talking about the time he found you and remember when we were first here. <clears throat> the stove is the everyman's gun and we still want it to be the everyman's gun. We want this to be your exotic and really tell the story of the Guardian and how far you've come. So it looks like we've got some some fun insights from Ghost this time around. <clears throat> in In the update they talked about how We'll be hearing less from Cade, just because we're sort of outside his realm of expertise on this. But it looks like they really beefed up Ghost's uh, commentary, and looks like this will be a big part of it. Uh, And that was uh, Ryan. And he also said, let's tug at the heartstrings a little bit. Uh, Let's give this gun a little bit more fiction and purpose. It's one of the true military weapons we have in the game that really feels like an assault rifle, so it's kind of neat for us to bring that back. Uh, and then we're talking about how it looks, uh, and this is our director. Uh, we gave it a brand new barrel and made it look really new. <clears throat> we thought it would be fun to actually swap out the scope, because if you remember, the scope was broken. But we also thought it would be fun to have the original one, which is the broken scope that anyone, everyone identifies with. So there's a brand new scope and the old scope, and then we have, we have those as two different perks. So if you really want the old scope and to be OG, you can have it, uh, and the rest of the body looks brand new. I love that they kept the cracked scope on that. It's such an iconic part of that weapon. Yeah, definitely.
3: Hmm.
1: And this last quote here by uh, Ryan. Excuse me. Most players don't gravitate towards auto rifles. Well, that's a fun admission. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So one of the cool features is that node selection for firing. That's the first time we've really fiddled with that, but it kind of makes a gun for all occasions. We really thought about what the first Kvostov meant to players, and try to reinforce that in this gun. We want you to make this a gun that you're going to use throughout Destiny. I mean, sure, you're gonna replace it. This is your first love, and it's going to be another love for you. So, there's some fun quotes about where this gun's coming from. It looks it's very much nostalgia-driven, bringing this thing back to us, which is cool. Uh, And what they're talking about, these different modes, is that the returning exotic version of Kavostov is going to have three different firing modes. So it has fully automatic, which makes it an auto rifle. It has burst fire, which makes it a pulse rifle, or it has semi-auto, which treats it like a scout rifle. Uh, and then it has three frame options to back those up. It has hammer forged, rifled barrel, and braced frame. And then on top of that, it has extended mag, counterbalance, or rangefinder. And then it has, on top of all of that, it has two settings for the gun's RPM. So you can either use 450 RPM, which is the slower auto rifle archetype, or the 900 RPM, which is the higher firing archetype. So, seems to be a pretty cool gun. Uh, I like that there's a quest around it. We'll 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 jump into this in the new exotics when this drops, but this kind of weapon is exactly why we wanted to do exotic weapons before Rise of Iron, because we know this new stuff is going to be coming sort of hot and heavy and we wanted to get the older stuff out of the way. Uh, one thing it's worth pointing out here uh, is that a year ago on Reddit a, a Redditor named Mushcube made a big long post about a concept for an exotic Kavostov. And In his post, he laid out almost exactly what this gun has become, (laughs) which is kind of amazing. Uh, And whether Bungie read that and thought it would be a great idea and is sort of now incorporating some of these fan ideas and fan feedback into the game, which they've done in the past, uh, when some of those new Cabal cards dropped, they wrote in the whole Gallerhorn and Sparrow racing, Sparrow tricks thing on Mars. (laughs) Which is really funny uh, But this is great This adds to the nostalgia even more so of the gun uh, If you are in the Reddit community And you happen to see this uh, This post a year ago You know, this is not just Hey, it's the first gun you got in Destiny and now we're giving it back to you It's also, hey, we listened to some of the cool ideas You have, uh, so let's tie this gun Even closer to the fan base, Which is really cool
2: Yeah, wow That guy would have been like, called it
1: <laughs> Cold yeah, at all. I I haven't heard. I've been trying to track down a response. No, it was he him who posted. It says uh, his quote was it took them two years to make the concept true, uh, and they even changed the firing modes. Here's my original post. So. Oh, cool. And he actually made artwork for it too. That it looks much much different. Uh, the final version looks really cool. Uh, he had called his the Kavastov Seven G V Two. Uh, and his his original flavor text was an ancient weapon modernized to be the true tool of destruction. <laughs> My masterpiece, Banshee Forty Four. So, but it's I mean that's awesome. I mean, and that must be really cool. I hope Mushcube, you know, gets his hands on this thing, ASAP. It's sort of like seeing his cool concept come to life. So, congratulations for him on that.
2: <laughs> oh. oh man, I really hope if if they really did base it on that solely like this fan creation that's make it. I so hope that guy logs in Rise of Iron and he's got one in his post box.
3: Oh that'd be awesome. <laughs> that'd Just be like,
2: cool. here you go, man. You did this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well they hinted, they teased at another exotic uh, in that same article that has perks that sound like I think I mentioned this before that sound a lot like uh, the price of exile, which was like a community designed exotic scout rifle on Reddit. So it would be interesting to see if that one also bears resemblance to the, what the fan base had decided would be really cool. So that, that's awesome. Like what a, what a great way to, to tie the game back to us. Hmm. So there you have it. The, the Kvostovs coming back in exotic form.
0: Very cool. Uh, so let's, uh, let's move on to current exotic weapons or, or heavies. Uh, where do we want to start? We got rocket launchers and I think swords left.
2: Let's do, do swords.
0: S, that's S-words, S Mr. Words. Connery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the let's pen see. is mightier. Let's start um,
1: with uh, Dark Drinker, though, since it's the flavor text or the grimoire entry on Dark Drinker is going to sort of set the pace for the other two. I
0: okay. hope someone caught my uh, my little Sean Connery. The pen is mightier. Connery. I heard it.
4: Okay. <laughs> just so you know. I'll acknowledge that I heard it. Okay.
1: Thank speaking you. of speaking of Sean Connery and Swords, I was just reading an article about Highlander. Oh yeah. And about how they basically spent the entire movie drunk. Like <laughs> Connery I wouldn't doubt it and about it the last time I saw Highlander. And most of the production crew was just wasted the whole time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which is
3: kind of yeah. funny, but that isn't. is
0: awesome.
2: Okay.
1: Oh, I put Blade Reborn. <laughs> Alright,
2: so you're doing Dark Drinker?
1: Yes, Dark Drinker I w- first. I want to read it. Do it.
2: Okay. So, with your own hands you forge the mighty Dark Drinker. Now take it in hand and slake its thirst. And the grimoire reads, Draw close now. Closer. Yes. Let me tell you why you should not fear Willbreaker, the Sword of Oryx. Firstly, its blade is not dulled by age, each death it trades for a life hones its edge. It gives it weight and gravitas and insistence within the vortex of its own totality. Nextly, Willbreaker transcends liminality. Willbreaker demands a subjugation more diffuse than the simple snick and smash of a physical brink. It does not have to touch you to wound you. And lastly, and this is critical, to be taken in Willbreaker's grasp is to know true bliss. That is, to be simplified. That is, to be reduced to one's most basic level. Shedding all higher order thoughts of fear or duty or selfishness. That is, to feel only pain. Now do you see? Now do you understand what you've done?
1: And I believe the belief is that that is Toland speaking to us.
2: Yeah. It certainly sounds like it. All these Oryx-related... Uh, nameless cards that are talking to you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're all they all very Tolandy.
4: Who yeah? Who else would who else would be able to talk like this? You know what I mean? Like <laughs>
1: yeah. And it's yeah. it's in the voice of Toland, especially those last few lines. The uh, now do you see? now yeah, you understand yeah, what you've done. Sure. That is that is Toland.
2: Yeah, it sounds very much like what he was saying uh, at Kingsfall, sort of stuff. Do you know what you've done, sort of thing?
1: Yep. So, we should talk a little bit about... So, at the end... This happens at the end of Regicide. So, once you've defeated Regicide, you get a short cutscene that shows Willbreaker... uh, Sort of smashed into the ground by Oryx. And then Eris shows up. And claims this shard of Willbreaker. And... Originally, we didn't really have an idea about what that was or like what Eris' intentions are, what she's going to do with that shard. The, the Sword of Oryx is unbelievably powerful. A lot of his, his power comes from Willbreaker itself. Uh, so her making off with that was this big question mark, and now it seems that she took that shard in order to have a sword crafted for us. Uh, so we'll talk about the quests for getting these swords. <clears throat> uh, and we'll talk a little bit about the power behind some of these swords. So, but this is huge. This is this is the admission that this is a shard of Willbreaker that we are now wielding. It's one of the most devastating weapons in all of Destiny is now under our control.
4: Uh, yeah, do you think we can go in that room and set off Oryx's giant weapon, now.
1: I'd we, love to. Well, we disabled it, didn't we?
2: Well, yeah, I mean, we kind of turn changed it, it. No, no, but we, we changed the sword, though.
1: True. We didn't,
2: we didn't keep it the same, we, like, de-evilized it. <laughs>
1: Did we? In Dark Drinker's case, did we?
2: Well, no, but we, we jammed a whole bunch of stuff in it, and we changed the color of it a little bit.
1: Well, in Dark Drinker's
4: case, we made it into a butter knife, so... So good-looking, though. <laughs> Dark
2: Drinker's my favorite.
1: So
2: good. That was, my right. first, that was my first one.
1: Well, let's talk about the two perks on, uh, on Dark Drinker. So the first one is Die by the Sword, which is kills with this sword replenish grenade energy. Uh, that lives in parallel to Scabbard, so you can only have that at one or the other. But then its real perk uh, is Supermassive Vortex. <laughs> uh, used to unleash a spiral of void energy in all directions, which doesn't sound nearly as cool as what it actually does. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, and I have the note here that Supermassive Vortex is most likely a reference to a Supermassive Black Hole, which is the largest type of black hole. Uh... They're generally in the order of hundreds of thousands to billions of solar masses, uh, and they're found in the center of almost all currently known massive galaxies. So, and you are creating one with this sword. Uh, this perk is amazing. <laughs> uh, if you've never wielded Dark Darkdrinker, uh, I would highly encourage you to go get your hands on one. Uh, man, it is a—it's like a room clear. This is one of the yeah. most fun weapons in the game.
4: It's fun versus
1: Gorgons. It's fun versus everything. That's true. Uh, you can go down. I My crew just recently did Flawless Raider. And we were experimenting with ways to clear the stills. So we did a run with, just to practice, we did a run with Titans and Sunspots. We did a run with all Dark Drinkers. Uh, <laughs> you just clear the path because everything around you just turns into purple mist. Uh, and there's limited tracking sometimes on... And I say sometimes because it doesn't happen. Sometimes you just, like, shoot off a ledge when you're using Supermassive Vortex, and sometimes you bunny-hop <laughs> into the air, and it's hilarious. Uh, so, <clears throat> this, and this, is, this
4: ties into to your note from a second ago, but whenever I pull it out, all I hear is the song Supermassive Black Hole by Muse.
1: Oh, there you go. Yeah. It should just play that song when it spins. That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I have the Dark Drinker specific. So this is comes from the quest A Sword Reforged, uh, and this may be one of the most contentious quests in all of Destiny right now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, when I said you should go get your hands on one I don't mean to subject you to what's about to happen (laughs) So you you,
4: also don't mean to imply that can happen quickly
1: yes so you need to have void edge first Uh, and once you've fully upgraded void edge you can kick off a sword reforged so the first step is essential elements Uh, gather rare materials and attune it to your light rare materials not a joke uh, so this requires and this is tough because this makes Dark Drinker one of the hardest ones to get right so it's not just what is Dark Drinker is Mars I thought yeah. I had these notes in here It's relic, relic iron. iron. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I have so much Relic Iron just lying around because of that I just went gathering for days
1: man I'm always short on Relic Iron
2: I wish I could trade <laughs>
1: I just
3: spend
2: <laughs> my like, marks on it Stacks
1: of it. Oh yeah, and this is yeah, relic crystals is the ones you get. <clears throat> so this quest reads, uh, your void edge is strong, but we can make it stronger. I'll need relic crystals found within relic iron on Mars, and meanwhile you must practice your void powers, Lord Shacks. Uh, so yeah, you're farming relic iron, I did this right in the very first zone. I did I guess I traveled between the hollows and the barrens to do this. It's much easier if you have a Relic Iron Ghost, or you have Keen Scout, a weapon with Keen Scout, or you have Keen Scout on your Hunter. Or both. Or both. <laughs> Putting uh,
2: on the Relic Iron Ghost and a Sniper. Yes. Just sending the Baron's <laughs> aim
3: across the map.
1: <laughs> so that, that's actually the easy part of this. The harder part of this is the practice your void powers. <laughs> Oh, man. Getting void kills, not not the easiest. And if I, when I did this, I had my void, it was on my Titan.
3: So I had
1: to do this with Defender Titan. Uh, There is a trick. I will tell you this trick right now. In case you do not have Dark Drinker yet and you have the quest active on your Titan, here's what you can do. Uh, the fastest way to do it that i found is to go to Siege of the Warmind, load in, hold the Void Edge block until you're out of ammo. Let's just let it drain you down to one. Uh, and then hit all the Thrall with the empty Hilt. Because what happens is when you block down to one ammo, you're actually blocking down to a fraction of ammo. So every time you hit something with the hilt, it counts as your void melee, but it doesn't drain your melee charge. Oh, nice. So you can just go down. There's, I think, 47 enemies, not counting the three knights, so just take them out however you want. Uh, You can't swap off the sword once you're down to the hilt. You can't add ammo. You can't pick up ammo uh, and just beat the thrall down over and over and over and over and over again. And it counts as a melee every single time. Avoid melee, so that's a that's the quick way that I did it. Uh, I'm sure if you're a warlock, you'll get it done much faster. <laughs> it's just easy mode, yes. Yeah. <laughs>
4: also, so. there is the, there is a step before the the material gathering, right? They he sends you to the crucible to kill twenty five guardians with a sword.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. That was oh, fun. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's because oh, so I did.
4: That's probably in the notes for one of the other swords. It's in the notes for <laughs>
1: Boltcaster. So yeah I guess yeah so yeah ooh man there's a lot okay well okay we'll skip that for now we'll come back to it on I'll just read the one I just added these as the void specific versions okay Uh, so and then in good temper uh, tempered with relic crystals uh, the blade will drink your void light and draw strength from it now I await materials from the city's foundries return the next day return the next arms day Uh, then I will be ready. And Guardian, come ready for a fight, Lord Shaxx. And then if you actually look at that quest, it reads, The unique data-static structure of relic crystals inspired Dr. Willa Bray to develop the first engram matter encryption techniques during the Golden Age. Uh, And that's from Ghost. And that's an awesome, cool little bit of lore. (laughs) The Uh, Brays are everywhere. Well, we knew... On Destiny Timeline, I put this. We knew that uh, Willa Bray developed engram tech, but we didn't know it was developed on Mars or that these relic crystals were an important part of it. Uh, and again, this is something we'd never learn from Rahul. Like, you walk up to him and he says, what is an engram, you ask? He never tells me this. <laughs> so
2: so does that mean that relic iron is something that existed in the Golden Age? as a result of the Traveller?
1: Or just in general. We don't know why it exists there. I mean...
2: Because to me, like, I, I figured that the materials weren't around until, like, post-Golden Age, given... It was, this is just because the first one you're exposed to is spin metal, which mm-hmm. looks... It's coming out of, like, old nuclear weapons and things like that. Yeah. So you would assume it's not around because it looks like it's as a result of the... Uh, destruction <laughs> the True. overgrown nature of the cosmodrome. So I don't know, no, it's just interesting to think, oh, they must have had these resources back then, even if they didn't have all of them. Like yeah. helium coils and such, that they're, they're just lying around. They're not being used, but maybe they would have been
1: Why do they need that much helium for in the moon?
2: Well, helium's rare.
1: <laughs> well that's where they that's where they're producing it, right? Maybe that giant catapult's not a catapult. It was just for like they just attach helium balloons to to resources and <laughs> well,
3: fly them off Maybe they used them as like
2: power cells or something. So, no idea. Everybody,
4: everybody go watch that movie Moon, Then you'll get there the you answer.
1: So, but yeah, this puts relic iron and relic crystals way back in the golden age. Uh, Willa Bray. Clovis Bray, always up to no good. <laughs> Uh, we don't need to read this next one these other ones i don't think are <clears throat> this last one is specific to dark drinker uh, you return victorious with a new blade uh, one that deserves a new name i dub it dark drinker for it will drink deep of your enemy's lifeblood wield it well guardian and thank you and that's lord shacks this is the only mention of the death that these things cause i think the other ones no well, maybe not burned to cinders, but drinking this is like drinking the lifeblood. This is very much still in line with what Willbreaker seemed to be. So it seems like Dark Drinker is the closest uh, of all the swords to Willbreaker's original sort of de- death dealing, ridiculous, cosmic destructo sword.
2: Well, especially <laughs> given the grimoire we get with it. Yeah. It's all about Willbreaker. There's no mention of Dark Drinker or anything in
1: there. So, then some quick notes on Dark Drinker. So, Dark Drinker bears a close resemblance to both a Falchion uh, and a really large Chinese Dao, which is a broadsword. <coughs> or a Da Dao, which is Chinese big sword. <laughs> Unless you're gabble and then it's a butter knife. It is a butter knife. <laughs> it's
2: a very pretty butter knife.
1: <laughs> it's got that g- gorgeous etching work. <coughs> yeah. Uh, Dark Drinker has what is generally considered to be a spay point blade shape, uh, and that is exactly what you imagine it to be. (laughs) Uh, A spay point, once used for spaying animals, uh, has a single, mostly straight edge that curves strongly upwards at the end to meet a short, dull, straight clip uh, from the dull back. With the curved end of the blade being closer to the perpendicular to the blade's axis than other knives or blades, and lacking a point, Making penetration unlikely, spay points are suitable for skinning,
3: or so v- vaporizing,
1: we're s- we're but not skin- detonating. We're
2: skinning things, or spaying things
1: with it. Yes. Thanks, Gabble. I caught that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's very much not a stabby sword. Uh, this is a slash slashy sword. A spinning sword. Spinning sword. <laughs> <laughs> It's incredibly rare that it is only the second exotic that does void damage. Yeah, that's weird. Isn't it? It's always a struggle to find like a really good void heavy. Uh, you know, we have truth, and for a long time, truth was the only one. Mm-hmm. And now we have this. There's no void. Why don't we have like a void lord heavy machine gun? I mean, there
4: was that. Footage, right?
1: Yes, there was the Fire Lord and the Void Lord yeah. that, that we never got. Uh, <clears throat> when drawn, Dark Drinker emanates a Void Glow. Which is, it looks so cool. I know. It's Man, it's such an awesome looking weapon. Uh, Dark Drinker's blade is carved with an ornate decorative pattern. So, and this puts Dark Drinker among Hawkmoon, Monte Carlo, the Fourth Horseman, and Zen Meteor for weapons that have ornate etchings in them. Mm -hmm. So, and also, Gabble's note, the best-looking sword.
2: Yep, I agree with that.
1: (laughs) And it's worth noting that uh, under ideal conditions, Supermassive Vortex is the most heavily damaging of the exotic sword attacks. Uh... With the added bonus of dealing that damage as an AOE as well, uh, I think this is tossed around a lot whether or not Raise lighter or Dark Drinker is more powerful. But if every hit connects with Dark Drinker, it will outdamage Raise lighter. Uh, yeah, this thing just cleans house. It's <laughs> it's a monster. Jeez. Uh, if I think we've run this with a lot of Void Burns. And if you've ever had the hilarious fortune of running uh, Dust Palace with the three Scion players, oh man, Dark Drinker just destroys them. Uh, especially on Void Burn, you can just melt anything. Oh
4: yeah. <laughs> <But> <laughs> any, lot- any boss that doesn't have like a stomp attack, just Goodbye.
1: So, and a lot of times when my team runs that strike we'll just each of us will take one of the three swords and we'll just go find the flare of that element and dark drink <laughs> dark drinker is always done first <laughs> which frees up dark drinker to go clean house with the rest of them yeah since by the
4: time that happens the other ones have their shields down so
1: yeah so long <laughs> players that's right <clears throat> all right so we should so that's dark drinker uh again awesome sword awesome weapon I mean all these these three swords are my favorite weapons in the game by far.
3: Uh,
1: <clears throat> Let's jump up to uh, Boltcaster because I have the full quest outlined here for Boltcaster. And I only did it with Boltcaster because Boltcaster is my favorite sword. <laughs> <laughs> that means you have to read this one, right? That's right. <clears throat> Boltcaster. With your own hands you forge the mighty bolt caster. Now take it in hand and unleash its thunder. <clears throat> the grimoire entry is there must be a way to imbue it with light. That's Ikora's theory. <clears throat> how glad I would well, <clears throat> How glad I would be of her to help, but her eyes are occupied with other trials. Perhaps if I folded another substance into the blade, one that is forged in light, it might imprint upon the malleable Hadium. Share its attributes. But what substance? Ghosts are out of the question. <laughs> spin metal is in the blade already, but its arc was too diffused to move the hadium. Is there a way to refine spin metal? Distill it to its core elements? I have little gifts for the science of this, but my resolve will not be thwarted. Maybe the cryptarchs can advise. Uh, it's not attributed to anyone, but it seems like that would be shacks. is an essential part of crafting these swords. All right. (laughs) What do you mean with your own? Did not with your own hands? I I didn't. No, that's true. We did not forge bolt caster. Yeah, he handed it to me with his own hands. (laughs) So then there's there must be a way to imbue it with light. We talked about this when we talked about Uh, a touch of malice, and how Mm -hmm. the parts that make up a touch of malice were very specific. And we reuse some of those parts for these swords. Uh, So hadium is unique because it will absorb the properties of elements that it's exposed to, which is why hadium is an essential element for all three of these swords. I don't know why that's Ikora's theory, Uh, (laughs) because we proved it pretty soundly with (laughs) a touch of malice which is darkness infused uh, <laughs> ghosts are out of the question which- yeah.
4: <laughs> that's like
1: the most hilarious thing ever.
4: I know like, just
1: imagining Shaxx
4: hammering dead ghosts into a sword <laughs> like what? <laughs> what? Hey,
2: Korda, well, we how did you do this?
1: <laughs> but it raises a good point we don't really know what ghosts are made out of do we?
2: I mean, I guess they're,
4: he. I guess the the idea there is that he wants, he wants their light, right? Not the yeah. actual metal that they're made out of. That's true, but
1: still, it's just the, the image is just like. <laughs> yeah, that's. But go. I mean, ghosts are pretty indestructible. At it least does, ours are. It does seem that ours ours are.
2: Um, Again, he could just get advice from Crota. Crota did that, hammering true. ghosts into knives. Hell yeah. You can just watch his how-to videos on YouTube or something. <laughs> <laughs> Shaq's sitting there. <laughs> uh, no, this is out of the question. What am I talking
3: about?
1: No, I'm just picturing Crota in his room. Like, hey, YouTube.
3: <laughs> hey, guys, thanks for storm.
1: subscribing. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> and it's one subscriber is Thalnok. <laughs> <laughs> Making how-to videos on turning ghosts
1: wow. into swords. And you then he's what? like, he's describing it and like his sisters break into his room in the back. What are you doing? Go away. Get out of here. I'm making a knife. <laughs>
4: <laughs> this, this would be my five-year-old's favorite part of destiny if it existed. Because he just loves <laughs> YouTube and videos of random people opening toys. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Amazing. But yeah, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe.
1: Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. just, just, just Thalnok liking every video.
4: <laughs> Thalnok has a hundred dummy YouTube accounts.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna like it and unlike it so I can like it twice. <laughs> uh, and refi- refining spin metal down to its core elements, which we learn is a zeptocyte core. <clears throat> uh, Zepto is a unit prefix in the metric system denoting a factor of uh, 10 to the 21st Oh, no, 10 to the negative 21st power, which is zero 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 one. <laughs> it's very small. That is quite small. Although adopted in 1991, it comes from the Latin septum, which means seven. So there's another bungee reference to seven. And this is the electric charge uh, on one electron, uh, 160.217657 zeptocolumns. That's a cool word. This is a pretty cool word. I guess this is what we charged it with. I mean, and that's the arc energy. So then we have sight, uh, a suffix denoting a cell derived from the Greek uh, kaitos, meaning hollow as a cell or container. So a zepto sight is a, an electric charge. I guess it has this, this electron uh, electric charge uh, contained inside a cell. And that's why this is the arc sword. So there you go. Uh make sense there's somebody out there listening to this right now who is so mad for the way I just described all those things because they <laughs> actually know what a zeptocyte is uh, so please send me a message on twitter uh, or send an email to the DGS account and correct my horrible explanation of what a zeptocyte is <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna happen I hope so There's got to be a better explanation from me reading Zeros. Uh, (laughs) The first perk is Live by the Sword. Uh, Kills with the Sword have a chance to generate orbs of light. And the second perk is Sword of Thunder, which is not nearly as cool sounding as Supermassive Vortex. The description is also misleading. Use to shoot a beam of arc light from your sword, creating a lingering electrical storm. Now, when you read that, it makes it sound like the Sword of Omens from Thundercats. (laughs) It's going to shoot a laser. (laughs) And that's not what happens. Not at all. Or it's like, is it Legend of Zelda, the second one, where your sword's fully charged up and it shoots a little beam out of it? As
4: long as you have full health.
1: Full health, yeah. That's not what happens. Nope. Uh, This sword shoots a destructo disc. (laughs) Uh, It is literally Krillin's destructo disc from Dragon Ball. Or, or lightning frisbees.
3: Mm. Uh,
1: play frisbee golf with thralls. Play frisbee golf in the Crucible. Nobody expects it. <laughs> so do now they we'll talk to-
4: like crazy in Crucible too, the way they do in. PV. Oh,
1: oh yeah, straight Jeez. up, straight down, and then they explode into electricity <laughs> everywhere. Other people run into it accidentally and kill themselves.
3: <laughs> that sounds fun. Have, it's never. I have ending. to try this now.
1: Oh, it's so much fun. <laughs> uh, We'll talk a little bit more. I have a lot of experience with Boltcaster, so we'll talk a little bit more
3: at the, <laughs>
1: the bottom. But now we can let's talk about this full quest. Uh, we, we touched on it in Dark Drinker, but I have the whole thing written out here. So the quest is a sword reforged. Uh, and like you said, the first step here is honing the edge. So that is using... Uh, in this case, it would be uh, arc edge, but it would be any of the swords for these parts of it. So it's <clears throat> Use a sword against powerful servants of the darkness and test it against guardians in the crucible. So that's 50 majors and 25 guardians. When you get this quest step, it reads a scrap of ragged steel will cut down weeds. A sword such as this demands worthier challenges. That's Lord Shaxx. So the 50 majors part, pretty easy. 25 guardians part, not so easy. (laughs) Uh, You have a note here, Gabble, that might help some people out with this. Oh, about smacking them with the hilt? Yeah.
4: Yeah, I did that for an entire week of Iron Banner to get these kills. (laughs) Sorry, clan, I didn't
1: help very much, but it was fun. (laughs) Uh, If you played last week, it was a good time to do this with Mayhem, because you get, I think, three heavy ammo drops in one Mm -hmm. round. Or in one game, so that's helpful. Alternatively, back in the day before they changed this, you could join, you could make a fire team and go into rumble, and then just hide in a corner on a rumble map and beat each other senseless with this. Uh, yeah, you could do this.
2: We, we did that. We'd like meet up at one spot on the map, be like, "Your turn, go, try and hit each other at the same time," so <laughs> we both get the kill.
1: So, but I think they changed how rumble works now with fire teams. So. Which is arguably harder for the uh, Appreciation Quest for Not the last word, The first curse Because uh, you could do it the same way You could load into a rumble match and just headshot your friends Over and over again
2: You can do classic <coughs> free for all Oh that's right mm-hmm. But we did that sh- for um, mountain- When I was doing mountaintop we had to do rumble and We just mm-hmm. did classic free for all it counted Oh nice Yeah.
1: Oh, there you go so you can still go whack people with the hilt of your sword.
2: Yep, go kill your friends
1: for fun and profit.
2: <clears throat> <laughs> exactly. S-
1: Step two: test your blade. Speak with Lord Shaxx. So this quest reads: The sword's light is stronger, but its darkness lingers too. Perhaps Lord Shaxx will know how to purify it entirely, and that's ghost. And then you speak with Shax, and he says, This is a crucial moment. The sword's hadium metal wavers between two poles. You must seal the sword for the light by wielding it against the darkness. And what better opponent than a sword of Oryx? Uh, And that leads you to Blade of Night. And Blade of Night reads, Nightstalker scouts aboard the Dreadnought place Ekthar, sword of Oryx, in the ship's asylum. We'll need to defeat him to finish purifying your sword. So, and that is draw out and defeat Ekthar, Sword of Oryx in the Asylum on the Dreadnought. Not the Asylum, the Crucible map. Huh,
4: yeah.
1: Uh, this can also be a tough step if you don't know sort of how the door on the Asylum opens, or the door that leads the Asylum from the, f- I believe that's the Founts. Uh, yep. Yes. So, there's three Wardens there, which is also confusing because they're not the wardens you'll have to kill later uh, in this quest. Uh, but all three wardens have to be killed within like five seconds of each other to get that door to open. Uh, so the easiest way to sort of we wheel them all down and then take them out as quickly as possible. If you have three people, it's really easy. If you're solo, it's a little bit more difficult. Just Nova Bomb them all. Well, sometimes they won't. they won't they'll stay on their sides though they won't move together when I did it I just weakened them and used Quiver on Shadow Shot and took all three of them down with Quiver
2: that's a good idea
1: or Golden Gun can do the same thing or Hammer of Soul or Storm Trance
2: yeah I suppose if you're quick enough you can chase them around with Storm Trance you probably
1: need Ionic Blink to do that with Storm Trance
2: you make them squishy enough first yeah
1: I think I had a friend with me. I never did that solo, so... Or just Radiance. Fill the
3: whole... Fill the whole zone (laughs) with fire. Uh,
4: Watch the world burn?
1: Yeah. Yes. So, and Ekthar is a unique uh, knight. He's a very unique sword model, too. I don't think there's any other uh, model Mm -hmm. in the game. It looks actually similar to the Refer-a-Friend arc sword. (laughs) Uh, But it's not. It's got a strange glow, and Ekthar can only... He's sort of like the with the gatekeepers from Crota's End that can only Mm -hmm. be hurt by a sword. So he hits pretty hard, too.
3: Uh,
1: So it's a matter of sort of like luring him around and guarding against him and hitting him back with your sword. It's It's a pretty cool fight. It's a pretty unique, not a unique mechanic, but it's a unique fight, and it sort of makes wielding a sword that much cooler having done this. So I wish there was a super hard mode version of this guy. Uh, And that leads us to Blade of Day. So, I now detect only pure light within the sword. We've made scientific history, Guardian. And to think, all it took was a bit of smashing stuff. Ghost. I feel like it's... It's like, here's the master sword. Take it into somebody's house and smash all their pots with it. Good job, Link. Uh... So then you speak with Shax, and he says, "This was once a weapon of the darkness, prisoner to its own cruel purpose. Now it's a companion to the light, a companion to a noble warrior. Congratulations, Lord Shax, or congratulations, Guardian, Lord Shax." <laughs> he didn't congratulate himself. <laughs> <laughs> so
2: yes, yeah, so he's the noble warrior. I thought he was complimenting us for a second there. Well, I
1: mean, he is a noble warrior. <laughs> yeah, that's true. How crazy is it going to be if like? Shaxx finally makes it out of the tower, and he's got a gigantic sword strapped to his back. <laughs> he just has Willbreaker. <laughs> he's like, whatever. <laughs> he's dual wielding Willbreaker and <laughs> whatever Crotus sword was.
2: Oh man, that'd like, be
1: cool. Spinning in a circle like a death tornado. <laughs> it's a lovely pirouette, Lord Shaxx. <clears throat> okay, so that's that was for the that's the original that leads up and that opens up this, the exotic quest. Uh, So that takes us back to Essential Elements, which Shaq says, your arc edge is mighty, but we can do better. Your own arc light will make it so. This is similar to the Void. Uh, Your arc edge is strong, but we can make it stronger. I'll need Zephycite cores found among the Spin Metal Leaves in the Cosmodrome. Uh, In the meantime, practice your arc powers. So, exact same as Dark Drinker, just with arc abilities. Once again, if you have Warlock, incredibly easy. Oh, man. Perpetual Charge. Just so broken.
4: (laughs) So fun.
1: Oh, yeah, here we go. So, gather ten materials, uh, found randomly while harvesting resources, spin metal on Earth for Arc Edge, uh, relic iron on Mars for Void Edge or Dark Drinker, and helium filaments on the Moon for the Soul Edge, which is raised lighter. And then 500 ability kills, which is kind of ridiculous, Although ultras do count as five. I didn't know that. You didn't know that? No, I didn't know ultras counted as more. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's tough on Void. It's tough on Defender because you have to beat. Do you (laughs) know (laughs) what? Beating an ultra down uh, is no good. But yeah, if you've got your. And now I think it's even easier now in like Hunter. Because you get that crazy damage bonus after your first kill with Arc Blade.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: God, that's so awesome! I I Arc Bladed to death during one of the last falls. <laughs> okay, that's pretty cool. It, well, it was like it was Arc Burn and Brawler, I think. Ah. So the oh, second, wow. yeah, once you've gotten one kill under your belt, Arc Blade is doing something like three hundred and fifty percent damage. Or like four hundred percent damage, some crazy modifier, I don't know. <laughs> so you can just run up on that platform and just wail on him, and he's it's, he's over before your arc blades up. <laughs> wow. Good times. I did the same thing last time. It was solar. Was it no? It was brawler and airborne, and the uh, sun sun charge for uh, wow. sunbreaker titans gets that bonus. You are so, in the air, yeah. Yeah, so I, I mean, I just, you just like back Omnigul right into the back of our little platform and just knee of great justice her to death. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's it's awesome. That sounds so brutal, though.
2: That's amazing. Yeah,
1: I did it to everything. I did it to the <laughs> S.H.I.E.L.D. brothers. Just, you know, he, he jumps at you, you do a quick skate backwards, pop your super, and then just keep knee-charging him over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I did it to every boss. I just ran strikes for probably a few hours, just having hilarious times with Sunbreaker (laughs) Titan. Nice. Uh, So here we go. In Good Temper, and here we we learn about Zephycites. Did you know that Zephycites' original Golden Age purpose is a mystery? They escaped confinement during the Collapse, but their only visible effects on the environment have been spin metal deposits. So, you're correct, Sherb, there was no spin metal uh, until after the collapse,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and it's because these zeptocytes escaped.
2: Well, it's kind of, it looks that way, when you've got broken open bombs and things, they would not have had that like that when this place was up and running and, and not overgrown. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, they kept it neat and tidy.
2: Like, why is that bomb cracked open next to that tank? Oh, just leave it, it's fine. I mean, it is It <laughs> is. A tree starts growing out of it. <laughs> what? <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, there's a shiny tree growing out of the bombs, should we worry? Nah.
1: Nah, it's fine. <laughs> Has anybody seen our septic sites? <laughs> Uh, speak to Lord Shax. Tempered with Zephyrite cores, the blade will drink your arc light and draw strength from it. And now, wait materials from the city's foundries, return on the next Arms Day, uh, then it will be ready. And Guardian, come ready for a fight. So, same as, again, it's, it's almost the same as Dark Drinker, just with the, the substitutions for the light style and the element that you gather. Uh, arms Day alloys. So this is an interesting little bit here, Arm's Day alloys. The alloys Lord Shax requires are listed in the Cassoid foundry's next Arm's Day shipment to the tower. Good timing. So it's Cassoid that is providing some of these rare alloys for these swords. When we talked about the other Cassoid weapons on previous shows, it seems like Cassoid could be a reef foundry. So these rare alloys may be coming to us from the Reef, which plays into a whole other giant sort of knot of lore that we've talked about in the past, with Eris being a member of the Hidden, but also possibly working for the Queen, spending time, we know she spent time in the Reef uh, along with Osiris and the Queen before Oryx first showed up. So now we have a shard of Oryx's sword being combined potentially with metals from the reef to form a new sword, like this is, there could be some weird stuff going on here.
2: Yeah, not to mention Eris is the one who brought the shard back. How did she even get out there? Good, good question. We blow up her ship.
1: Yeah.
4: <laughs> well, you know, she went to the blueprints. There are like hundreds of them in there.
2: Where's <laughs> the teleport? Phew. She went to uh, Amanda. Yeah.
4: Can you please just three D print me a ship real quick? Amanda's like, sure. She does know Tolan's tricks.
2: Yeah, she can teleport. Well, she can teleport us anyway.
1: Yeah, okay, so she teleported us from the 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 interior of the Oversoul Throne to the exterior of the Oversoul Throne, not teleported herself <laughs> from Earth to the yeah, you know orbit. Can't, do you know
2: she can't do that? Because she was doing that to us over the radio. It's probably be easier <laughs> to do it to yourself. <laughs> oh. So... I don't know how she got there.
3: <laughs> yeah, wrong well,
1: she
2: Maybe she was like hanging off the bottom of her ship when we were going in, and she was just like hiding around the dreadnought the whole time, stalking us. I guess
1: that's possible. Hiding <laughs> She's in just, chest. It'd be so funny as we're <laughs> flying
2: know. past, like we use the cloaking, and there's there's Eris just like hanging off the <laughs> hanging off the wing.
1: It's like Wonder Woman's invisible jet. She's just like in a, <laughs> she's in a seated position, but there's nothing around her, and she's flying <laughs> through space.
0: I mean, you yeah. can't disprove it. So <laughs> <Ooh-hoo>.
3: <laughs>
0: and then she, she follows
2: magic. us the whole follows us the whole way through King's Fall and everything, and then she's just like, "Oh, not King's Fall Regicide and everything." And she's just like hiding behind a rock until we. <laughs> she's like, "Yes, I'll take the sword. This is mine."
1: <laughs> and how does she get back? Called, okay, I guess she called Shax.
2: Shax, you know, I've got we, pretty sword parts. At I'm going get point, you.
1: <laughs> we have put transmat zones. Yeah. On the dreadnought, but there's no transmat zone in that final area. There, we have to fight all the way there. hmm <sighs> She's got like a little parachute, and she floats down.
4: <laughs> Thanks. Or an Aris. umbrella.
1: <laughs> She's really Mary Poppins. <laughs> <laughs> Shows up where she wants. Spoonful of willbreaker helps the medicine go down.
2: <laughs> I'm totally picturing like <laughs> the, you know, she's got the umbrella with the bird head on it. I'm totally picturing it <laughs> like the one on Bad Juju. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just Toland talking to her through that. Maybe that's how it is. It's not the bird talking. It's Toland. That's how we're getting these messages. It all makes uh-huh. sense. Eris is Mary Poppins, but Destiny version. Confirmed. Yeah.
1: Uh, The next step is take up arms, uh, which we already read, uh, which is the materials have arrived. Speak to Lord Shaxx. And he says, with thanks to the Cassoid foundry, the step is complete. Now comes the hard part, guardians. Eris Morn tells of three wardens of Oryx who over...
2: Must be Watch.
1: Yeah, who watch over the defiant Alakul. You must slay the Wardens and Ala Cool to channel their power into your blade. Uh, these are not the same Wardens we just talked about. These are completely different Wardens. Uh, there are lots of Wardens. There's lots of Wardens. Many things to ward. So, and that's called Sealing the Blade. Uh, the Wardens you seek are infamous devourers of light. Each has its own heinous preference. Together they guard the sunless cell, where Ala Cool, the dark blade, languishes. Eris Morn. And here we have another example of bumping up against the game. Yep. Is this the canon version of <laughs> the sunless cell?
2: Well, it makes it sound like it, because the way they're phrasing this makes it sound like those three knights are always guarding him. Yes. Yet they're not them we normally do the strike.
4: Right. But we Which get I'm glad sent- of, but... We get specifically sent to deal with Alakul
1: yeah earlier than this, yeah yeah so, so <clears throat> something that was I mentioned this in our slack chat, and somebody mentioned that if Allah cool was an ascendant hive and the sunless cell is not his throne, then canonically we could kill him over and over and over and over again,
2: yeah, but it would it would yeah. take. It
1: okay. doesn't explain why the wardens aren't there every time.
2: It doesn't explain <laughs> it, the other other inconsistencies with that, too. Like the and, it, and it
4: doesn't line up with the fact that we know it's not just as simple as, oh, I died outside my throne. haha, ha, I'm back five yeah. minutes later. <laughs> yeah. That's not like a thing. <laughs> yeah, they it's don't like respond the angel- like we do. <laughs>
1: it's like the angels from Preacher. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, we knock we knock his head off and watch him burn to ash, but sure, come on back. And come on back right in the sunless cell. I mean, maybe... Yeah, why does he respawn in jail?
2: <laughs> maybe he respawned elsewhere and they just carried him back there.
4: He just keeps getting thrown in jail.
2: <laughs> maybe that's a, He keeps asking for people to die every time it's like, finally, I get my attempt to escape.
1: <laughs> well, he knows no other purpose than trying to usurp Oryx. So it's like... He dies, he comes back, he goes after Oryx, Oryx defeats him and throws him in jail. He dies, no, he comes back, he goes after Oryx again. Oryx is like, why do you keep trying this? And throws him back in jail again. He's we doing kill it for him
3: love.
1: again. <laughs> <laughs> They're just practicing No, that's not death. Meanwhile, Verroc is just like shaking her head, why?
2: I'll do it for you, babe. Just, oh, <laughs> oh my goodness, such an embarrassment. <laughs>
1: <sighs> oh man, I la like cool. Now I'm just
2: picturing her gossiping with all the other wizards. Like, oh my goodness. He went thrown in jail again.
1: <sighs> he's like total deadbeat husband and he's yeah. got like five thousand thrall kids at home.
4: <laughs> I, I just hope the, the Rise of Iron Strike is also a Dark Souls boss fight like this
1: one. <laughs> this fight's awesome. Uh, and this week the heroic modifier one of the heroic modifiers was chaff, which was no radar, so Doing this fight with no radar is awesome.
2: Yeah. That's I usually put on like a keen scout or something so I can at least get the red marker. Yep. But you just all throw grenades so it lights him up. Like there he is, he's on fire. Oh phew, we can see him.
1: Just use dragon's breath.
2: <laughs> That's a really bad oh, idea man. in such an enclosed space. <laughs> yeah. Or
4: the best idea.
2: Because I've done that before when we had I think we had a solar burn one once, it was that. Nice. And I was like, we should blow everything up. There will be fire everywhere. <laughs> and I just kept. Uh, I, so, someone had Ruin Wings on. I just kept getting heavy. Yeah. Oh, it was amazing.
1: <laughs> and then Radiance and Solar Grenades. Yep. Uh, anyway, for the Ark version, this is Thraku, Warden of Oryx. He's the Ark Warden. So, and all three wardens spawn in this fight and you have to take out the two that aren't the element of the sword you're looking for and then you have to whittle down yours and Alakul and defeat defeat them uh, within yeah, 30 really seconds cool. of one another to seal the arc edge He's I remember dark. the last
4: one of these that I did um, I had I had two other friends with me and two of us were on Voidwalker and the, the plan was just to get Alakul slivered and finish him off with, with Nova Bombs <laughs> And we both we we were ready, and somebody said go, and we both launched Nova bomb, and all it cool like disappeared, and we just <laughs> whiff, whiffed both Nova bombs and just hit nothing. Oh. <laughs> we still
1: killed him in time, but it was just I was it was so disappointing. <laughs> when I was getting my Rays lighter in my clan, one of the other guys, Chrono, was getting uh, Boltcaster, and then my brother was getting Dark oh, Drinker. No all three at once so we tried to do all three at once and <laughs> it's pretty awesome we pulled it off uh nice. but it was it was crazy those those knights can really mess up your oh, yeah. strategies for that strike uh, the solar one especially yeah is that
2: the one that shoots yeah he's Which the is... taken
4: knight that launches fire yeah. everywhere yep.
3: hate that guy
1: what a jerk uh the last part is a blade reborn uh You return victorious with a new blade, one that deserves a new name. I dub it Boltcaster, for it will rain thunder and lightning on your enemies. Uh, Wield it well, Guardian, and thank you. Good job working rain, thunder, and lightning into one sentence. (laughs) That has nothing to do with the weather. (laughs) Uh, And then Eris Morn says, You reclaimed willbreaker. Won it for the light. Guardian, I was wrong about that sword. Wrong about you. Perhaps even wrong about myself again it seems like a kind of important line for the character development of Eris Yeah. just tacked onto the end of A Blade Reborn uh, what, what did, okay so she was wrong about the sword what did she originally think about it
4: right, and why give it to the guardians if she thought that it
1: was going to be bad and then she was wrong about us what did she think about us at this point, Eris, what could you possibly think negatively about me? Like... I know. <laughs> I beat up your ex-boyfriend and your ex-boyfriend's <laughs> new girlfriend in his hellish underworld over-soul throne, and then I went and killed his dad, too. And you're wrong about me?
2: We even we- crashed their funeral. Not funeral.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we killed his sisters. Like, we, we destroyed that whole family. For you, she, Eris. For, for her. <laughs> but she was wrong about us. Until this until this very moment. <laughs> Thanks. Your your faith in me is extraordinary.
2: Yeah, but she also just admitted she was wrong, so I was kind of savoring that.
1: Wrong about herself? <laughs> yeah, she was wrong about herself for being wrong about me. Yeah. That's what it was. See now it <laughs> <that> all makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> so again, our favorite unreliable narrator, Eris Morn. Alright, some notes about good old Boltcaster. Is the only of the three exotic swords to feature a ranged attack? Uh, And speaking of that ranged attack, Boltcaster's Destructo Disc has ridiculous range and no damage fall-off. So, things that you hit 100 miles away are the same as if you hit them right up close. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, and it's Got some crazy limited tracking on it too. Uh, it will follow guardians who jump in the air. It will follow, no, it won't go around corners, but it will make nice sort of like curveball motions to to hit who you're locked onto. Uh, <clears throat> Boltcaster has is what is generally considered a westernized tanto blade shape, uh, giving it the look of a space katana. <laughs> So and this is like the chisel-like point, uh, thick towards the point being close to the spine and particularly strong, superficially similar to the points on Japanese long and short swords, katanas and wakizashis. Uh, traditional Japanese Tanto knife uses the blade geometry of a straight back blade. The westernized Tanto is often straight but can also be gently curved. High point with a flat grind, extremely strong point. These are piercing weapons. Uh, a Tanto-style blade is often used for armor-piercing style knives. So, uh, extremely strong point, allowed to be used in tough situations where piercing hard materials is needed. Uh, but there is no blade belly, because it's sacrificed for a stronger tip. So, not a generally, not a high utility blade, uh, but a very sharp piercing point. arc energy crackles all around the blade when it's drawn. This is like the least obscuring of the blade shapes. Uh, and the blade itself is vented with parallelograms, though the purpose is unknown. <laughs> it's a so. cheese grater. I res- I don't like that. No. <laughs> it's not.
4: When I you th- got your giant bowl of spaghetti, you pull out your bolt caster, <laughs> you grate your parmesan cheese over the top.
1: I and then like you spaghetti. spread butter on your
4: bread with your with your dark drinker. The bread that you sliced with spoilers your raised lighter.
1: It toasts and cuts the bread at the same time. Uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> why don't? Why isn't this a thing yet? <laughs> this is a real thing. Uh, I did some research into these vented style blades and if they actually serve any purpose. Uh, the three things that I came up with uh, are. Possibly used to lighten the blade. Uh, as though, given the size of Dark Drinker, I'm not sure weight is an issue for our guardians. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It could be used for conductivity or harmonics purposes. This seemed the most likely. Uh, Blade harmonics is hugely contested in the sort of like knife and sword world, whether it's real, whether it's not real. Harmonics occur naturally with the shape of of a blade and the technique that's used to create it, so it's not like you can imbue harmonics into a blade, it just comes from uh, the way blades are formed and shaped, and that ideal harmonics refers to vibratory nodes along the blade, so when you strike something, you reduce the amount of vibration. Uh, If you ever played baseball as a kid, you know that hitting the hitting a ball with especially with an aluminum bat if you hit the sweet spot on the bat you don't get a lot of vibration in your hands and sometimes if you hit the ball at an extreme end of the bat you feel like your bones are going to shatter because the vibration's insane <laughs> so the same thing happens with swords so there could be a chance that these especially when you're swinging so the animation for boltcaster is this like pirouette <laughs> that lands in an almost superhero landing, <laughs> firing the destructo disc. So maybe swinging the blade in a circle like that, these holes uh, can either maybe generate static electricity through them, or allow air to pass through them as you can swing the blade faster, or you know creating harmonic resonance through the holes in the blade, who knows. Uh, and then yeah, number three here is for wind resistance or friction purposes because of the way the blade is spun. So, other alternative, it just looks cool. It's very like anime space katana. So, but there's no real reason. In real life, there's no real reason. Like it doesn't serve like a blood groove purpose or anything like that. So, I did learn a lot about weird notches and blades when I was looking it up there. <laughs> All right, that's boltcaster. That's my favorite weapon in the entire game. You rarely find my hunter not <laughs> not using boltcaster. Just because a shadow shot plus boltcaster is so, especially if you go and we, I've done this before uh, in the new challenge of the elders, especially when it's the super bonus. So if you put die by the sword on not uh, live by the sword, I mean. Live by the sword generates orbs when you kill it, when you kill with uh, the weapon. Then you add on um, the exotic helmet, Skyburner's Annex, which generates orbs on heavy kills, (laughs) plus Shadow Shot with Light of the Pack on. You create a ridiculous number of orbs (laughs) with... A bolt caster. Uh, You can alternatively do the same thing with uh, Defender Titan, because Defender Titans have a perk where kills with heavy weapons generate an orb. It stacks with Live by the Sword, so one swing of bolt caster can create two orbs of light if both perks trigger at the same time. Nice. If you really need to start grinding out tons of orbs turn that perk on Boltcaster, and then use anything else that generates orbs of light. It's You just fill the world with orbs. It's awesome. <laughs> uh, I fed when we were doing Challenge of Elders. My clan was two Striker Titans and then me on Hunter, just making as many orbs as I possibly could with Boltcaster and Skyburner's Annex. But we'll talk about Skyburner's Annex when we get to Exotic Armor. All right, last one, raise Lighter. Conan sword. <laughs> Flaming Conan sword.
4: Yeah, with your hands you forged the mighty rays lighter. Now take it in hand and feed its flames. Grimoire.
1: So, what a content what a contentious grimoire entry this is, oh man. <laughs> Here we go.
0: So this one's yeah. a, a conversation between uh shacks and zavala right is it we don't know yeah we don't know at
2: the end well at the end he says zavala
0: but it doesn't uh, there's no attribution for
1: the other lines though
2: yeah that's true it could be multiple people
1: which is what makes this card so contentious yep. uh, <laughs> well let's read it and then we'll give <laughs> we'll give our hot takes on the lore of this thing <laughs>
0: Next order up. of business. <laughs> the growing city foundries.
1: Bang. What
0: madness is this? Lord Shaxx, the consensus did not...
1: We barely eked out a victory at Burning Lake and now you think we're ready to attack the moon?
0: We're preparing...
1: Did you not read my report from Burning Lake about the Hive's weapons? Those swords, they're like nothing we've ever...
0: Lord Shacks.
1: Zavala, you can't think this is wise. We need to examine these swords. Train against them.
0: That is a matter for the consensus to decide, old friend.
1: Alright, so we read that as a one-two punch, so that's the the Shax and Zavala version of this.
0: There's a lot of interrupting going on.
1: There is. Well, as as Sherb pointed out, <laughs> only a third of all the sentences in this grimoire were finished.
2: It's true. There's like nine <laughs> sentences and three of them finish. <laughs>
1: Uh, so yeah, towards the end there is definitely between Zavala and Shax. But at the very beginning, it seems like it's a the next order of business. It seems to be like a meeting of the consensus, which means that the speaker would be present, potentially the f- uh, faction heads would be present, the vanguard would be present. But we don't really know. I mean,
4: it definitely doesn't make any sense for a conversation between two people to have that at the beginning of it. Yeah.
2: Yeah, no, actually but I'm not trying to say what it is, because I don't know. But it does sound like a meeting of the consensus at the end when he says Zavala, you can't think this is wise, it definitely sounds like he's given up on trying to reason with the other people present. He's trying to reason with his well, his old comrade sort of thing. Yeah, but,
4: And Shax wouldn't be sitting in on a Meeting of the consensus, right? The bang is ostensibly
1: Shaq's busting in the door, right? Maybe, maybe. So the uh, another possible interpretation of this is that this occurred much, much, much earlier in the timeline. You know, potentially even before uh, Twilight Gap. And if that's the case, then that means that Saladin is the Titan. Vanguard, or has that place in the consensus? And Zavala and Shax could be in attendance as his proteges. We don't know that. I mean, maybe that's something we'll find out in Rise of Iron.
4: Yeah, I hope so. Hopefully, we'll get a lot of background on
1: Saladin that might shed some light here. So I do like the idea of the consensus meeting and Shaq just, like, kicking the door down, like, this is <laughs> this is Sparta-style and yelling, what yeah. madness is this?
2: Well, yeah, it, it sounds like that, because it starts off with city foundries. That's not something that he would, like, bang a fist on the table at or something, you know, uh, interrupt. It sounds like he's been off doing his thing, he's been told they're going to attack the moon, and he's just come in like, what is going on? What are you guys thinking? Sort of thing. Because it's very... Irrelevant to what the first sentence was talking about.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. Sounds like he's just burst in not having heard that. Just to what are you guys all about?
1: Yeah. And growing cities' foundries makes it seem like this is (coughs) set back in time a little bit.
2: Yeah, because they're definitely well established at this point.
1: Do you think he shoulder charged the door open? That's what the bang (laughs) is? (laughs) 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 Flying me. Yes. Like just comes smashing through. Also, we don't know where this is happening. Where do, I, we don't know where the consensus meets.
2: I know. I totally pictured this. And this is this is just me. I totally pictured this at like the Vanguard table because that's where they had their other meeting about the Dreadnought. And like, there's no door to come in, but I totally pictured <laughs> him like pushing one of those stupid pacing NPCs out of the way, and that's them hitting the wall. <laughs> or he ran in and I jumped jump and landed on. Way. He just
0: well, there, maybe there used it. to be a door. <laughs>
1: Yeah. no he did what we do where he runs in and jumps and lands right in the middle of the table <laughs> and, and
0: then he,
2: in the middle of the get table. get off my map <laughs> then do
4: they dance because that's what I always do
2: that's,
4: that's when they down. took
0: away the the guardian's abilities the super in the tower
4: <laughs> that's why we can't double jump
1: in the freaking tower <laughs> this is the second table <laughs> oh brother! Really.
2: Kate has had more than one map
1: <laughs> so this is right yeah so Generally, this is Shaq's barging on a meeting of the consensus.
0: Get your knee off my map.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Uh, And then we have this line about Burning Lake. So, we don't know. This is never referenced anywhere else in the Grimoire, this Battle of Burning Lake. Uh, It must be before the formation of, potentially, I guess it must not, it could not be, but potentially before the formation of the Crucible because we know in the text that Shax does not leave the Tower after the Crucible after he takes over the Crucible so at this point Shaxx could still be a field agent uh, which means that it be, again, occurring before Twilight Gap, since he takes over the Crucible after Twilight Gap but we don't know, I mean Burning Lake, there is a real Burning Lake in our world right now uh but whether well, it could be a reference to some uh, place on the moon, like we just don't know, because so many things get renamed. <laughs> we just don't know where Burning Lake is. Uh, you have a note here, gavel about Bhutan,
4: yeah, that's where the the real world Burning lake is, so it's not actually burning, it's very lovely looking. So why is it called Burning Lake? I don't know. But I kind of want to go there It looks well, it looks really nice
1: Is that where you went x-ray?
0: No Table rock lake <laughs> Oh <laughs> Table, table rock, what?
3: Oh my <laughs> gosh <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> That's amazing, wow <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth
2: There's a whole oh. story I just found about Burning Lake yeah. Do you want me to Was read a it? Battle? Was
0: there it's a battle? Like a Lay it on rock? us
2: Okay, Uh, this is just from a tourism site from Bhutan. So according to the legend, Turtan Pima Lingpa had a vision of the sacred treasures that the Guru Rinpoche had hidden within the lake centuries earlier. However, the people of Tang and the local ruler were cynical of his claims. In order to prove his claims, Pima Lingpa held a butter lamp in his hand as he jumped into the lake. After remaining underwater for a long time, he re-emerged holding a chest and a scroll of paper with the butter lamp held in his hand still burning bright. Thereafter, the lake came to be known as Mebacho, which means the Burning Lake.
1: Look at that. Nice.
2: He had a candle that didn't go out. Pretty much.
1: I almost read that as butter knife, and I imagine he had dark (laughs) drinkers.
2: I was just thinking of, um, Brother Vance and all his candles and lamps. Oh, yeah. They don't go out. They don't even go down. They... I
1: don't know.
0: (laughs) They're eternal. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there's there those LED candles. Okay. Yeah, there's
1: LED candles people get for Christmas, put in their windows. What does
0: he need candles for? The bl- That's blind? a good question. To stay he warm. Would, he wouldn't know if you took reef. one away. <laughs> right.
4: <laughs> they still generate heat. He's staying warm. <laughs> yeah, but it would that fill that whole little room with carbon monoxide.
2: Yeah, but,
0: That would imply that the reef is cold. Uh, okay. We don't know yes. that.
4: Uh, we don't I, know that. I, I'm still going to imply it. The queen's pretty okay. cold. All right.
2: You know how many hanging curtains he's got? He's wearing long robes. He's just walking around. There's books, dry parchment. He's blind. It's a complete health and safety hazard. The fire. Two hundred and seventeen uh, candles there. I counted. OSHA
4: would not approve.
1: <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah, I counted. He has an okay. iPad app that vibrates the iPad when one goes out,
0: <laughs> <sighs> and he raises hell about it.
1: <laughs> the eye candle app. <laughs> Anyway, <clears throat> all right. So that's Burning Lake on the reef, watched over by Blind Brother Vance, who will <laughs> emerge from the lake with a sword in his hand, and if you're worthy, you can wield it. Wow.
2: Yeah, and and candles. Maybe and that's candles. where he gets his candles from.
4: Wait, Brother Vance is the Lady of the Lake?
1: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> Mind blown.
0: I'm gonna go and make a YouTube like, video.
2: Women, just swords This is a happens This is what is happens whenever we
0: don't talk for two weeks. I know. <laughs> All
1: right. So, from what we learned here, there was a battle at Burning Lake, and the Guardians barely won there. Uh, they faced out a bunch of Hive Knights, apparently. Uh, the Hive's weapons, those swords, nothing like we've ever faced. So it seems like it's the first time Guardians faced Hive knights uh, anywhere. This, so this is before, again, before uh, the Battle of Merimbrium, Imbrium, since everybody got a nice up-close-impersonal look at Hive swords during that <laughs> No one that ever battle. forgot what a sword looked like <laughs> after that. Uh, but again, So this last line here, though, or second-to-last line, You know, Shaxx very much saying that they need to train against these swords. Uh, And with how Mare Imbrium turned out, it seems like the consensus did not heed Shaxx's advice on this. (laughs) Uh, As Guardians got snuffed out like Vance's candles uh, during that particular encounter. So, it's a good piece of lore. It, It builds some sort of history around these early struggling times in the city but there's not enough context here to really to really eke out the details here and put this like place this hard on a map somewhere or a timeline we don't know exactly what burning lake is uh, or shax's involvement in it things like that so unfortunate but hey cool piece of lore that you get from this giant flaming sword <laughs> And its perks, uh, first perk, Thrive by the Sword. Kills with the Sword grant super energy. Uh, but its main perk is Phoenix Uppercut. So, which is use R2 or right trigger, you launch into a solar light uppercut. And now I wish it tossed
4: enemies into the air when you did that. It does <laughs> lift, it lifts them off the ground. I just want to juggle them with a sword.
1: <laughs> That'd be awesome. If you could do, like, R2 and then regular slash, heavy slash, Phoenix Uppercut again and just keep going up and up and up
4: and up. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Like a a fighting game combo. Yeah. That'd be a lot of fun. I totally
2: picture, like, hitting an enemy way up in the air, like that stupid ball in the tower, and then there's, like, five guardians waiting below with their raise lighters. Like, who can get them?
1: (laughs) (laughs) That'd be awesome if there was air juggle combos in (laughs) Destiny. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Waiting for them to come back down and see who can hit it first. You have Thrall Volleyball. Okay, I'm, not, I'm taking this too far. Okay, continue. Thralleyball. ball. <laughs> <Throlly> ball. <laughs> continue before I go off on too, too much of a tangent.
1: <laughs> Year three, Guardian Olympics. Throlleyball master. Uh, whenever I see Phoenix Uppercut, I can only think of uh, Paul Phoenix from Tekken, though. Uh, Same quest here, Sword Reforged, Uh, just slightly different text for these entries. Uh, Your solar edge is strong, but we can make it stronger. We need soliton flares found within the helium filaments on the moon. Uh, In the meantime, you must practice your solar powers. So just lay out in the sun. Uh, (laughs) Tempered with soliton flares, the blade will drink your solar light and draw strength from it. Await materials from the foundries. Uh, we have a cool note here though considered quite valuable soliton flares actually form due to malfunctions in old solar coils if the flare isn't removed in time the coil can sustain serious damage that's cool except that we find them in helium nodes not in solar coils so solar powered helium filaments I'm trying to yeah um,
2: Could
4: be. Mm. I mean, I'm, I'm literally <laughs> <laughs> reading the definition of what soliton is right now, and it doesn't shed any light on that for me either. So, A self-reinforcing sol- solitary wave that maintains its shape while it propagates at a constant velocity. Solitons are caused by a cancellation of nonlinear and dispersive effects in the medium.
1: Wow. Well, I, I, I got nothing from that. What does that have to do with the helium? I don't know. If you know what solitons <laughs> yes, and how they, how they relate to helium, you can tweet at me or send an email to. Uh, but no, please do. If you're I, there's got to be somebody out there who's like a, a chemist or a particle physicist who again is listening to this like you guys are idiots. Uh, <laughs> but please, I love putting those kinds of corrections uh, in the next show, and I'd love to learn more about this stuff. So, but. Ghost says we find soliton flares in solar coils, but we actually find them in helium coils. Maybe Ghost is just an idiot. Uh,
2: We've got plenty of evidence for that.
1: Yes, we do. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sealing the Blade, same mission with uh, the Dark Blade. This one is uh, Adleg, Warden of Oryx. Uh, He doesn't actually have more than two legs, as far as I know. (laughs) (laughs) But he's the jerk who just shoots fire
3: everywhere. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> he's like that and other then... guy.
2: Psylocke, the other fire jerk. All the knights are fire jerks. Psylocke the Defiled. Yeah, that's true. You do have to <laughs> yell at Psylocke right? yeah. the Defiled! Yeah, I, I call him the Fire Jerk. Because that's what he is.
1: I only ever picture Psylocke from the X Men when Varric says that. But. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, like Psylocke, Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Cuz I was comparing him to um Steroc, the one in the Rocket Yards who's also a fire jerk. And there's another one that's like Syloc. Cilo- there's, oh, ba- there's a couple there's a couple of the... knights all with the same name, like yeah, similar. Banner names. Of or-
1: yeah, Banner of Oryx.
2: Yeah, Steroc. Yep. Sorry. Continue. <laughs>
1: So, and that is the Blade Reborn. Uh, you're victorious. You, you return victorious with a new blade, one that deserves a new name. I dub it Lighter, for it will burn down your enemies and all they hold dear. <laughs> we'll do well, Guardian, and thank you.
2: No, thank you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs>
1: uh, Lighter. This sword's also awesome. Uh, it's considered what is traditionally believed, or what's traditionally considered, a straight back blade. A normal or straight back blade is a curving edge and a flat back, a dull back, lets the wielder use fingers to concentrate force. It also makes a knife or blade heavy for and strong for its size. The curve concentrates force on a small point, making cutting easier. This blade can chop as well as pick and slice, and light things on fire. <laughs> And speaking of, Phoenix Uppercut is limited to a very narrow conic area of effect. And that's true, it is conic. Uh, it seems like it's single target, but it's not. It will burn up things in a narrow cone in front of it. But it has exceptional tracking, especially against aerial targets. Under perfect conditions, uh, it's the second most powerful exotic, uh, as a full connection with Supermassive Vortex will out-damage it. But rays Lighter strikes twice as fast and has almost zero recovery so you could potentially pump out more damage from raise Lighter continuously than you could with dark drinker uh but it's also a matter of you get that narrow cone like dark drinker will just clear everything around you dark is scary if you're a titan the the circumference of the damage, the AOE effect of Dark Drinker is the complete circumference of the Titan Ward of Dawn. Yeah, yeah don't go in there. <laughs> yeah. So you can just sit in your bubble uh, and anybody who comes anywhere near the perimeter will just get vaporized by, by it. I do this, I use... So for each of my characters, I keep one exotic sword on them and I keep Dark Drinker on my warlock because Radiance plus Dark Drinker is hilarious. Uh <laughs> And I keep Raise Lighter on my Titan, uh, mostly because when I play Striker, I play Auto-Rifle, Shotgun, or Sidearm, and Raise Lighter, just because I'm constantly knee-striking, so like you can knee-charge into Phoenix Uppercut and just do unbelievable amounts of damage. Uh, But I've done this in the Crucible, where I'll drop Ward of Dawn, sit down or dance in my bubble, and the second somebody comes near it, Raise Lighter just shoots forward so quickly there's no escape like it will track whoever's there and just annihilate them uh it's really funny i've gotten some great like multi-kills with raised lighter just using phoenix uppercut uh when it's drawn it burns with a solar flame which unfortunately conceals the cool design of the blade a bit Ray's was the first exotic sword shown off. Uh, It was shown off in the Court of Oryx reveal stream and was used by Laced Up Lauren to destroy poor uh, Vorlog.
3: (laughs) Oh, Vorlog. Uh,
1: What a worthless... How is is he there and the Darkblade is in the Sunless Cell? I mean, I know why, but... (laughs) God. Because, is so worthless.
4: Because if you were at Court of Oryx and Alakul walked out, it would be a bad time. <laughs> right? Alakul would just wreck all the rest of those bosses.
2: I, I love when you get Vorlog in um, Court of Oryx because it's like you see a name pop up and someone in the team shouts, Vorlog! And everyone just runs <laughs> up the back with their swords.
1: <laughs> and well, you're I mean, standing
2: I... there behind the portal waiting for him. <laughs> I always, most-
1: no matter what no matter what Court of Oryx rune I've triggered I always jump up onto the platform and stand right by the gate just in anticipation of any of those lower ones like Vorlog or uh I mean anything that's not or the three wizards is good to even the three yeah the three wizards go down in seconds
2: Lokar uh any of the ones you can damage without having to do something else first
1: yeah man now I'm imagining Alakul appearing at the Court of Oryx yeah it'd be awesome (laughs) It'd be pretty awesome if you if you were stuck on the underneath side and he was down there with you, and you had no <laughs> vertical space to move. You would be in such trouble. He would just wreck shop.
2: Yeah, I always uh, I always loved the the, the card for Vorlog. I, I had to look it up just so I had the wording right because I think of it every time we get him. The ending of it, Vorlog, listen, your name means less than me. I define it thus. Yep. <laughs>
4: Yeah, and of course, razor lighter, as mentioned, is the bread slicing knife.
2: Mhm.
1: Toasts and cuts at the same time. And
2: yep. then you can yep. butter it with dark drinker, grate the mm-hmm. parmesan on your spaghetti with bolt caster, and you've got a whole picnic. I'm hungry. hungry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Go
2: get got some pizza sauce. in the fridge. Did you cut it with razor lighter?
4: <laughs> I did not. I should have.
2: Can. Someone should it. make, like, a little Destiny knife set. It's just, like, kitchen knives <laughs> oh, that look Destiny, like a tiny little Destiny version of the... steak knives? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, or, and they look like... Even just, like, like little... letter
1: openers. I would love exotic sword letter openers.
2: They're, like, a knife block, and each one is, like, a different exotic sword. Like, you've got the serrated one, which is... <laughs> and then you got actually, actually a cheese grater.
1: <laughs> no. Come on. <laughs> uh, it's too late. But it, but it It's cuts. out there. Yeah. It's too late. You can plug it in it and electrify it.
4: <laughs> an electric uh, cheese grater.
1: Yeah, there you
2: go. Uh, I'm just going to modify all your kitchen appliances to look like things <laughs> in destiny. <laughs> I'm gonna make my toaster look like dragon's breath. <laughs> Be amazing. So,
1: so these uh, these swords are pretty awesome and they're huge in game. If you've ever seen a 3D printed version of these at real size, they're enormous. Uh, these swords are ridiculously long. They're ridiculously... The amount of metal that goes into them must be obscene. Sort of lending credits to the idea that our guardians are ridiculously strong to wield these things. Especially one-handed. Like On a regular three-swing combo, uh, you're flipping these things around one-handed, so...
3: My
2: wrists hurt already. Just thinking about that.
1: Yeah, they're... They're beastly. What's also cool is, so there's another sword, it's not exotic, you know, the uh, the void one we just got in the last expansion with Malak. Oh, Dreadfang. Dreadfang, which is that cool Chris-style blade. Yeah. Uh, but if you load into the tower with an exotic sword on your back and the model doesn't load, it seems like there's a placeholder sword model. Uh, that is used until the actual model of your sword loads. And it's a very like Buster sword looking sword model. Uh, so whether that will pop up later on in the game, I mean, the precedent's set now for all kinds of cool sword style weapons. Uh, and then in Rise of Iron, we are getting an amazing modifier to the existing exotic swords. Oh, yeah. So we should talk about that. Yeah, the memory of Radagast. I cannot wait for this. Oh, man. Mm. So, the memory of Radagast allows the exotic swords to reflect attacks that are issued against them uh, when defending. So, right now, when you defend with a sword, it sort of absorbs the attack and consumes ammunition. But with the memory of Radagast, we will be reflecting those attacks. Uh, And there was a tweet earlier... This week, saying that it will reflect, it'll even reflect Nova Bomb, uh, Shadow Shot, and Hammer of Soul. <laughs> so yeah. Crazy! That's Note, gonna be awesome. Yeah.
4: No confirmation on whether or not it will cause those supers to damage the person that threw them,
1: or if it'll just look really cool. Yes.
4: Either way, it's awesome.
1: I cannot wait to get a triple or quadruple down by reflecting some Titan's hammers back against his own team. That, yeah,
4: or or uh, like the uh, just imagine the video of of two players like ping ponging a Nova bomb back and forth a couple times.
3: <laughs> You're
1: like, juggling Nova Bomb you yeah, I, I mean, to somebody's control point. <laughs> He's like
2: playing I just home. hope
0: I just hope that I can deflect a Titan smash. So whenever they smash, they just die.
1: <laughs> they, smash, they bounce off your sword and just go flying <laughs> into the sky.
0: <laughs> you actually deflect to the Titan. Deflect <laughs> deflect like uh, the titan goes shoulder flying charges into his or knees.
1: So this is gonna make this will make the exotic swords way more viable in the crucible.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Cause it will turn like I mean anything. Like, if it's going to reflect supers, it must reflect. Like, so if somebody fires a truth rocket at me and I deflect the truth rocket, does it go and seek the person who shot it? If I deflect dragon's breath, does it just spray fire all over people? Like, <laughs> I, I, I need to know. So, so here's what I. Here's what I. I need to know what happens now. when four people reflect sleeper simulant off one another.
4: What? Oh, man, here's, here's, the, the sleeper <laughs> trick shot possibilities are, are so much better now.
0: I just, I'm just, i just picturing a match. Everyone's got swords, heavy drops, and then everyone just, it's like a standoff. They're all waiting to deflect stuff, and no one has a gun out. <laughs>
4: <laughs> They're all
0: just lined up. They're just waiting.
4: Yeah, will, it, will
1: it reflect a bolt caster disc? That's, yeah, that's a good question. Hmm.
2: The possibilities. <laughs> I know
1: goodness. it's going to be so much fun. <laughs> oh that occurs to me now that the the temp model that loads in for your sword before the actual model loads in actually looks like the shape of Radagast's blade. So I, oh, I'm yeah. really hoping that hope there we'll is there. A, a Rise of Iron mission that allows us to you know and then all I hear in my head is Arwen from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Reforge the sword! <laughs> yeah <clears throat>
0: When oh, Titan's been are already talk. carrying
4: around that piece of it,
1: yeah, true enough.
0: There's a oh, who's the who's the PVP guy? He's been confirming up customs a lot, and I mean just just being able to get in there and practice with yeah. swords and deflections and stuff like that. There's going to be some amazing stuff that happens.
1: Can you imagine? You're sitting in your ward of dawn, and a warlock comes charging at you. Because you know he's going to Nova Bomb your ward, so you charge him and jump out of your bubble, blocking, and it just backfires the Nova Bomb (laughs) into his face. Oh, I wonder if it can deflect Golden Gun.
4: Yeah, I mean, why would it not? If it can deflect all those other things, it has to be able to deflect Golden Gun, too.
1: Oh, swords are going to be crazy in the Crucible. Oh, man. We
2: must experiment for science. I know. I love swords.
1: I can't wait to use them more. It's going to be
0: bonkers. So is this is this just a PvP modifier? No, no, no. no. So nope. like in PVE, can you deflect like bosses? You know, shots at you. Yeah, why not? So you must. That would be pretty, pretty amazing too. Who's got a
1: real? Who's got a heavy hitting? It'd be funny to just like stand in front of. Uh, Fogoth and just redirect his beam straight at him. Oh yeah, I want to stand
4: on a platform at Oryx when he does his uh, what is it, Smite of the King or whatever There's his little eye-blasty thing that he does oh, and yeah. just reflect it right back in his face. <laughs> Leave me alone. Or, or oh man, or the um, the blast from the tomb ship that comes through that oh, yeah. kills the people on, on the front ship platforms. Up. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> Knock it out of the sky. Oh yes, I if we can if you bay- deflect
2: oh. ax- Axian vaults back at Centurions and things,
1: or deflect uh, Golgoras' little goopy balls. <laughs> Send them right back at him.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: That would be great.
0: War priest. So much. Ooh, oh, I wonder ooh, if you what could about, deflect uh... those
1: blinding balls at the what taking captainster. Those blindy balls. Blindy balls. No <laughs> blindy <laughs> balls. I call them <laughs>
2: duck bubbles. Except I call them. Um, Gravy balls, if I'm on Venus, because I thought Greyrus was gravy gravy the first time I fought her.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Gravy balls.
1: That sound effect. She's just
2: gravy baroness.
1: That sound effect of those things is the sound effect of a taken captain headshot played backwards. Really? Yeah.
2: That sounds more just me.
0: The headshot or or... the. the, the...
2: (laughs) Oh, the, the gravy balls. You, and you're
0: like, ugh. I'm going through that. all the different raids now, and I think Vault of Glass would probably be the most fun deflecting stuff.
3: Mm.
4: Could you oh, imagine? Yeah. Okay, so... Um, blocking Templar teleport and being able to reflect all his shots back at him,
1: so you're just fine. Mm-hmm. Man, that's mean. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Unless they reflect... Like, randomly? Like, there's no... Then aiming in that sort of way. Like, they just kind of bounce off, and so they could hit, but they're not targeted then.
1: Well, that was how to defeat the purpose. Like, so what? So somebody runs at you, throws a Nova Bomb, it deflects a Nova Bomb straight up, and the Nova Bomb just comes straight down on top of your head.
2: Yeah, I guess that's... I don't know, we'll have to see.
1: Could you deflect a Nova Bomb up and then jump... And deflect the Nova bomb up higher again, and just oh, keep the Nova bomb suspended <laughs> in the sky.
3: <laughs>
0: like the old balloon game, how many, yeah, how many bumps can you keep it in there? And
1: then air dash away, <laughs> and it lands on whoever's below you. Well, you said <laughs> or, something yeah. earlier.
0: You you said something earlier about deflecting Truth rockets back at people. Let's talk about Truth. Let's, let's talk about Truth. Let's get into. Let's get into. Oh so so rocket yeah,
1: rockets. Countries. Yeah, we still got rockets. To cover. Yeah. Truth, the other void heavy. <laughs>
4: that is not its flavor text. Yeah. But that would be awesome. <laughs> Although it would have been the
1: only Voidhead. The only Voidhead. <laughs> Truth. Uh, flavor text is, where you seek it. Lomar. We'll talk about him a little bit later. Grimoire reads, Truth is a cutting-edge rocket launcher developed by Crux Lomar. Smart warheads calculate and understand the user's intent upon firing. There there may have been a time when warfare in the solar system was dominated by lightning quick AI weapons and swarms of autonomous munitions. If so, that time is past. The Traveler's light has given rise to an age of heroes with undreamt power, but there is still a place for cleverly designed machines, and as the city's foundries reclaim the technological prowess of the golden age, our machines will become cleverer still. Truth is crazy. Truth is ridiculous. As evidenced by my one comment here <laughs>
4: smart warheads calculate and understand the user's intent
1: upon firing <laughs> it reads your freaking mind <laughs> pretty much, but <clears throat> no,
0: but yeah it doesn't really
4: true says
1: it does target my teammates it's not going to do it. <laughs>
0: That's I get a the idea. Game breaking mechanic, though.
1: It is. I mean, it's already kind of like a game breaking mechanic. Uh, so this is reclaim the technical prowess of the golden age. So this is more golden age tech, uh, like invectives, easy bake bullet oven, and super good advices. Come back to home bullets, or <laughs> I guess they are phone home, home bullets. They yeah. because they call <laughs> back your trajectory.
4: I just want to see a swarm of autonomous munitions.
1: Is that just like you fire a whole bunch of bullets out of your gun and they just go seek whoever they I I guess. Like every bullet in your auto rifle had a trap. No, him? it's
4: it's that gun that gun from the fifth element that like you would lock onto people and, replay. He was, and and he's shooting it and he's like pointing the other way and the bullets are just curving around him to go hit what he
0: told it to shoot at. Yeah, it's called the replay option. I remember oh, that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh,
1: I was thinking of the uh Oh man, what is that? I gotta look this movie up now. It's a. Uh... Oh man. Keep talking while I look for this thing. It's a. Okay, okay. So, what
0: about Burt Reynolds. that other rocket launcher that has those those wolf backgrounds? That'd be kind of like that, right? No. No?
4: We're not talking Autonomous about that rocket launcher.
0: mentioned... Well, no, 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 no. I mean, the, the you said a swarm of autonomous. A swarm of a, I know. I, oh, mean, yeah. Swarm of autonomous... That would be wolf backgrounds. That, w- that does yeah. kind of describe wolf backgrounds. Thank you. Man. I'm just getting ahead of things. <laughs> <laughs> I just, well, you wanted to see it, and you've seen it. And if you shoot it inside a Titan bubble, you can see it up close, and it's it so- sucks. <laughs> so- <laughs> so the perk
4: is prototype true seeker. Rounds fired from this weapon seek their targets
1: aggressively. Oh, it's Tom Selleck, not Burt Reynolds. The movie's Runaway, nineteen eighty four. Yes, uh, with Tom Selleck. I didn't see that one. It has a gun that has like people-seeking
0: bullets. Is that the who? That's the one with uh, who's the the singer? The Gene the, Simmons. Gene Simmons is in that. Yes. Yeah. He's the evil guy with all the little yeah. robot-y insect. Bug thing. Yep. Tom Selleck, Gene
1: Simmons, Christie Alley.
0: Good movie. You should. Ch- it's an old movie. You should check <laughs> it's it out. Really though. It, old. It, it's good. It's be, I need to watch it now.
1: <laughs> oh, they didn't make movies like that. No. Anymore. No <laughs> they way. They don't.
0: They don't make movies like that anymore.
1: Okay. Anyway, Runaway, yes. 1984. <clears throat> where so are, per- Where are we? Did
4: we read? We, we We read the perk description, and we were just about to say that it is a super understatement. Very, Very aggressive. <laughs> it should say, rounds fired from this weapon seek their targets insanely. Yes. Is what it should say. <laughs> um,
1: hidden perk tripod, hidden perk field scout. Yeah. Uh, the perk symbol is the Crux Lamar logo, which you can also get an emblem with that funny little skull thing.
3: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Uh, there's no, no quest for this gun. It just, uh, it just drops. Just uh, drops. And the foundry is Crux Lomar, who seem to only make rocket launchers. And but hey, if, if you're good at something. Yeah, stick with it. <laughs> <clears throat> so I have a note here. So the it is commonly believed that the flavor text is a reference to journalism, but the quote never actually appears in reference to the institution. The American Press Institute champions journalism's first obligation is to the truth. And the Society of Professional Journalistic Ethics Code states: seek truth and report it. The truth is where you seek it is actually self-fulfilling and runs counter to the discovery of the actual truth. Uh, so it makes, but it does make sense for this weapon. So that truth is where you seek it is not definitely not a, a quote from any sort of journalistic basis. It's very yeah, like I said, it's pretty self-serving, but it makes sense for this weapon. Uh, although the truth that said, the truth does bear a passing resemblance to classic broadcast television cameras, especially the lens hood, uh, the top carrying handle, and the viewfinder design. Older Ikigami, Hitachi, Panasonic hi-fi des- designs are especially close, but even some of the newer Sony and Canon models bear a resemblance which is, and I note, made a note here, this is especially strange, though, since this technology is something that would have drastically changed in the Golden Age, so why would the design reference be to a 20 to 21st century in nature? Uh, but that, again, goes back to our whole discussion in, in the Bungie lore episode about the gatekeepers of history. Uh, so, maybe blame Rahul. I'll go with it.
3: Small it's never inappropriate.
1: Around, but- yeah, it's not. Yeah. That the The past can be anything that he thinks it is. So maybe that's self-serving for the truth is where you seek it. <laughs> <Rahul> <laughs>
0: that's not a, crazy. That's not, a, that's not a Victor Lomar quote. That is a Rahul quote. I mean, we do have ninjas in the tower. So, so glad yeah. we're getting yet
4: another new crypt
1: arc. <laughs>
0: know. Who knows? Maybe she's got her head on straight.
3: Maybe.
1: <laughs>
2: With yeah, the she's same not going to tell- sit there telling me that that the fallen are listening to music that's actually code and they were there at the collapse. Rahul, why? What it just. Uh.
1: Truth's insane tracking uh, gave rise to the Destiny trick shot video. <laughs> and they're amazing. They really uh, are. <laughs> I don't think a week goes by where on Reddit or somewhere you will not see an insane truth tracking shot like it is, it is' like the best revenge weapon in the game uh, you can fire it I mean just you know videos of somebody firing a rocket and someone blinking out of the way of the truth rocket yeah. and then killing the person who fired it and then you know 15 seconds later that that <laughs> rocket comes back out of nowhere and just <laughs> nukes that person it's awesome. Uh, the only other rocket launchers in the game that come close to truth tracking are Gallarhorn and Hunger of Crota. So, Gallarhorn has grenades and horseshoes, though, so you don't get quite the crazy sort of uh, yeah, harder trick shots. Yeah, yeah. but the Hunger of Crota has some pretty mean tracking on it. It's like the the poor man's truth, aka the ghetto horn. There you go, the ghetto horn. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what does that say about Crota's actual hunger? Hmm, I don't know. It's just not as good as the original, I guess. <laughs> uh, for a long time, Truth was the only Void Exotic. Uh, it has only recently been joined uh, by Dark Drinker. And Truth was dangerous in Voidburn, like back in the day, because. Truth will you know, truth has no bones about blowing you up along with it. So. <laughs> that's
0: true. Don't forget so. the needler. That's void, right?
1: Oh yeah, that's true. Well, void heavy.
0: Okay. Oh sorry, you said void exotic, I think. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so
1: that's it's true. heavy. Well but yeah.
0: Tibesto is,
1: is void. But and it is the best. <laughs> well, in Void Burn now, Telesto, I think, outpaces almost everything.
2: Oh, yeah, I only have Telesto in a Void Burn strike. Because you just. You, everything blows up. It's fantastic. <laughs> I have a and Void I'm- Rocket. I think one of my raid rockets is Void. Carry that. Telesto. Upset.
1: Yeah, I never switch off. I mean, if I'm running. If it's a Void Burn, I'll. I have a really nice unseeing eye, that's Void, but yeah, Telesto's the way to go on Voidburn. Is that really the only Void... other Void exotic? Yeah. Must be. Yeah, it is. Not a popular element. Which is weird, because tons of Taken have Void shields. It would be uh-huh. useful and minotaurs stupid minotaurs <laughs> that's why swordbreaker was so good yeah yeah
4: my favorite thing to do with swordbreaker though was take it to the vault of glass and shoot praetorians with it yep
1: <laughs> so and while amazing truth was wholly overshadowed by Gallarhorn in year one
4: that is the story of my year one <laughs> I got hard light early and I got truth early all anybody wanted were suros and Gallarhorn. Yep. Whatever.
1: I still see truth a lot in the Crucible. Like, it oh, is... Oh, yeah. Now? The, yeah. The tripod and field scout, like, having three rockets and a launcher, especially three that track so aggressively, it is a fantastic Crucible weapon. And especially some of the new maps. Uh, what is the... not? It's not the Oasis. The one with the man cannons. Um well oh, the oasis is the location yes but it's uh, not the name of the map crossroads crossroads man you you can get some amazing truth shots on that map <laughs> uh, A lot of I have f- well I have fired missiles I have fired truth rockets from the ground that have tracked people as they run through the man cannon and it just oh. blows them right out of the sky It's <laughs> amazing uh, i so had fun. a
0: uh i had a dry rot with full auto that was void and that was fun to take into the vault and it also had the uh, oh what's the the run perk after you get a kill you, battle, uh, runner? Battle, battle runner battle runner oh my gosh i could jump into a group and shoot all my shots off and then just sprint out of there it was it was so much fun yeah
1: i had a invisible hand m7 that i used for the vault which was a void shotgun. And then I got the Crash from Future War Cult 2 with full auto and Hammer Forged, which is mean on a shotgun. And <laughs> yeah,
0: Dryrot's rate of fire was is so high.
1: Yeah. And that's, that's truth. I mean, it's. I think truth is one of those weapons that if you've used it, you know how sort of good and utilitarian it is. Like it. It won't fail you. For the most part, truth won't fail you. Uh, so you know it's it's rock solid if you need that that kind of stability uh, and consistency <laughs> uh, in a weapon. Truth will serve you well. It will set you free. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That'd be a better quote, probably.
0: That brings us to... The exact opposite of truth. A <laughs> <laughs> <The> dragon's breath. <laughs> burn the world, burn it all. Which is appropriate.
4: That is all this gun does. Yes. We'll yeah. talk
1: about both versions of it.
0: So the uh, the grimoire for this is from the labs of Feliz Cruz and Victor Lomar comes another shoulder assault offering built to match the incendiary incendiary fury. Of a legendary beast, or a, or at least the classic depictions of it, carrying three rockets, each equipped with solar flare detonators, its power is believed too far out to far outmatch those of the mythical flying monster. But we're still hoping an actual showdown between the two will put an <laughs> end to the argument. <laughs> is that a little hint that we'll get to shoot dragons with it?
1: Well, we know dragons exist in the game.
3: Or exist in the lore.
2: I like that little cover-up there. Or at least classic depictions of it. Yes. Like, (laughs) that's not the real dragons in the game right now. It's just the the storybook versions.
1: (laughs) And that line... uh, Carrying three rockets, each equipped with a, with solar flare detonators. That describes the year one version of Dragon's Breath. Not the year two <laughs> version of Dragon's Breath. I'm pretty sure the flavor text has not been updated. The grimoire has not. So, it might be confusing. But, if you've only ever used this gun in year two, let's explain to you what the year one version of it was like. Lame. Done. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> uh... So, in year one, the perk was called Pyromancer. Uh, and rounds fired from weapon left a solar flare upon detonation, which is identical. a was slightly larger, but pretty much the same as a uh, Sunsinger Warlock solar grenade. And the year one perks were Pyromancer, that perk, and Tripod, which means you could hold three. So, I mean, it wasn't terrible. It was limited in its usage uh, in year two we've got a drastically different version of this weapon, uh, they completely overhauled it in the December update, and now the perk is called napalm so release a trigger after uh, weapon fire to drop a solar damage napalm canister, Awesome. and the perks were updated to napalm, that surplus, and who's next If you don't know what napalm is, you can watch a documentary on Vietnam, or I can tell you right now. <coughs> uh, <laughs> napalm is a combination of the names of the two uh, constituents of the thickening, gelling agent, uh, co-precipitated aluminum salts of napath- napthenic, naphthenic, nap- ph, naphthenic, naphthenic and mm-hmm. palmic, palmitic acids. There you go. Uh, obviously those
4: words are so hard to say that's
1: why they made up the word napalm yeah so it takes the n N a from the first word and the palm from the second word to create napalm napalm b is the more modern version of napalm and although distinctly different in its chemical composition it is still referred to as napalm uh it doesn't tell you really what it is though here's what it is is a flammable liquid used in warfare it's a mixture of a gelling agent and either petroleum or a similar fuel. Uh, it was initially used as an incendiary device against the buildings and later primarily as an anti-personnel weapon as it sticks to skin and causes severe burns when on fire. Uh, brutal. It is a sticky firebomb. <laughs> and they usually just dump it out of planes and just coat things in, like, unquenchable jelly flame. It's a pretty brutal weapon, uh... It's one of those like classic humans are really good at killing other humans' weapons. and this is the kind of insane things that we invent to do it with. So uh, there's no quest for dragon's breath. The foundry is Crux Lomar yet again. Uh, and yeah, this is this gun originally came out with the dark below uh, and saw limited usefulness. Uh, then they brought it back in year two. And now it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now can, you can con- con-
4: do insane things with it.
1: <laughs> yes. And you can control that napalm canister too, which is even cooler. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't, I mean, it says it here like, release trigger after the weapon's fired to drop a solar napalm canister. But the reality is, if you hold the trigger down when you fire, the napalm canister will drop wherever the rocket impacts. But if you let go of the trigger, the rocket will continue and the napalm canister will drop wherever you let go of the trigger. And that just leaves like an ocean of fire. <laughs> uh, I use this weapon to hunt Taken, uh, the Taken Majors in the different zones, and when combined with Sunsinger, you can light everything on fire. Like Radiance plus your grenades plus Dragon's <laughs> Breath is like an o- The funniest place to do it is if you're in the Cosmodrome. And you pick up the Taken Bounty or the Taken Beacon in the Cosmodrome and it leads you to that the little pass-through room on your way to the Divide. That room is so small. You can coat every inch of it in flames with a Sunsinger Warlock and, and Dragon's Breath. Uh, and on Solar Burns it just melts everything around it.
4: Yeah, we'll have to link that video of, of the fire team of... of uh... Sunbreakers, that went through the stills. Oh yeah, with, with dragon's breath. <laughs> that was awesome, <laughs> and just torched everything. everything. Oh, that video is so good.
1: Put that in notes right now. Crota's and fire. Uh, so the shape and muzzle art on the weapon bear resemblance to the Curtis P forty Warhawk. As uh, a sort of famous look. That a lot of World War II era planes, and even World War some World War One era planes, uh, had emblazoned like on the nose of the plane. Uh, and if you're familiar with Halo, the uh, M7057 flamethrower had the same design. That'd be a slight little homage homage to that. Uh, if you've ever chased somebody wearing one, the mouth of Dragon's Breath always has smoke coming out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a really cool effect, uh, and it's funny to just like see people with it. And you're like, "What? Are you on fire? What's happening?" And then you run around <laughs> behind them, and it's just dragon's breath constantly, like smoking in there. It's it's ready to go.
4: It also has a super convenient carrying handle on top.
1: Yes, it does. Yeah.
4: When you have to check it at the airport. <laughs> If you can't strap it to your back, if you're not wielding it, you can just carry it around by the handle.
1: But this is kind of a, a niche weapon. Like, this doesn't. I don't find Dragon's Breath getting a lot of play, uh, except in very specific circumstances where you just want to light things on fire. <laughs> I mean, other than that.
2: Yeah, I get this dropping from heavy engrams all the time. This is, like, the one that I just get all the time. And, like,. I, I chuck them out. You <laughs> only use it for sola, <laughs> solar burn strikes. Really. I think I've got at least one on each character and a couple in the vault still. But.
1: I've got like six in my vault just as infusion fuel.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I just get them from Engrams. That and Radiant Dance Machines and that's all my exotics that I get from Engrams. Really? Yeah.
4: I don't want to talk about boots.
1: I've yeah. gotten like Radiant Dance Machines like, like twice in my entire Destiny career.
2: Oh, please, have some of mine. I get them all
1: the time. (laughs) You just get, like, a thousand bones? Uh, no, well, I've gotten bones of Ao pretty reliably.
2: I've gotten one pair of bones of Ao, and that's what I wear on my Hunter.
1: I get a lot of Peregrine Greaves. uh And I get a lot of, uh, impossible machines. A lot of impossible machines. Uh... But it's tough, like this weapon, like on a solar burn, this is a tough weapon to choose because you have Raze Lighter, which is just godly in a solar burn. You have Sleeper, which is hilarious in a solar burn. Uh, and if you're not running a solar exotic heavy, you can run Black Spindle, uh, which is like elevating your spindle to Sleeper Simulant status in a solar burn. So, uh, it's but tough, I- it's tough to make that choice well, and, unless then. you're unless you're right. Sherbert and then you use Lord of Wolves but <laughs> no 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 but, 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 but
2: fire everywhere <laughs> but to be
4: fair especially starting with the release of Rise of Iron well all of your one and now in Rise of Iron if it's solar burn you're going to use this next gun that we're about to talk about Oh, we're going to do this before I talk about it right here are we going to do that or are we going to save it
1: well, what are we at right now for time? We're really
2: really late on time. We're like
1: I'm at two and a half. Yeah, two and a half?
2: Yeah.
4: Okay. Yeah. We could we could if people 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 that are listening listen to me right now, if you will send us things about that other gun that we haven't talked about yet, we can do an entire episode just about that. So this
0: We've is gotten- one of we've gotten a lot of stories about that one already. <clears throat> so yeah, send us uh...
1: let's do it. So at the dawn of year three and with Gallarhorn coming back, let's do a huge Gallarhorn send off episode. So in order to do that, we will need exotic stories about Gallarhorn and whether you want to type them into an email or tweet them at us or do an audio recording, or any way to get your story about Gallarhorn to us, we'll put it all together in one big episode, and we'll do a huge Gallarhorn send-off episode right as we crawl up on Rise of Iron and get that thing back in our hands. So let's give Gallarhorn like one big good send-off. Uh, and we want your help to do it.
4: <laughs> yeah, the quality so. of the episode will depend on how many people will send us content for it.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So... And anybody you know, like, if... Ask your friends what their Gallarhorn stories are. You know, if if you've... If there's anybody you know, like, who isn't... Like, again, my brother loves Gallarhorn. It's his favorite weapon of all time. I'm gonna get a story out of him. Uh, anybody you talk to, like, if you know somebody's got a great story, like, get it over to us. Uh, and we'll make... We'll just put together like an awesome community Gallarhorn uh, episode. I think that'd be really fun. Plus my notes on it are pretty long, so we can definitely do an enormous episode on this. So help us out. Send us your Gallarhorn stories in, in any format you deem appropriate. Draw us a comic about it.
3: <laughs> we'll describe <laughs> we'll show it, it on in on detail. Yeah,
1: we'll just we'll just put it on a stream or something. We'll <laughs> we'll get it out there. We'll we'll make like a, a giant Gallarhorn time capsule.
0: So that's so, your assignment, I guess.
1: Yeah, homework. The first, our first homework. Mm-hmm.
2: Tell us what. Tell us your Gallathorn story. That's your homework.
1: Man, I guess so many good ones. <laughs> do we have?
4: Do we have a, a date? A deadline for submissions? Do we know when we're gonna? Well, I know we, we don't usually talk about when we're gonna record specific episodes on specific topics, but
1: if we are assigning homework. So, people will be hearing this on Tuesday. So, they get their stories to us by when? By like noon on Monday? Well, if, it's a, if you're writing to us, get it to us by Sunday. Next Sunday. What is next Sunday? I'm pulling up a calendar. This episode...
4: Well, that's not right.
1: This episode airs August 9th. Oh. Yeah. Next uh, Sunday's
2: the 14th.
1: The 14th. Get us... Get us your Galarhorn story by the 14th. If you're giving it us your story in audio format, uh, give them until Monday.
4: All right, so the idea is we're going to record on the evening of the 14th Yes. and edit during the day on the 15th. Yes. So if, if it's something we have to read, we have to have it before the evening of the 14th. If it's a little bit later than that, but it's audio, it can still be edited in because we won't need that for the recording session.
0: Yeah. We just won't be able to do any intros or anything. So if you record something for us, make sure and give us all your pertinent information up front um, as far as who you are, what you're... Yeah,
4: include that in the recording so that we don't have to say who you are.
1: (laughs) We'll
0: just drop them in (laughs) randomly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: All right, yeah. Do I mean I think there's, that'll that'll make an awesome episode. Like we'll, we want to hear everybody's stories. Uh, you know, Gallarhorn is the weapon that made us all legends in year one. Uh, so tell us, tell us your story about it.
0: Hey, Bungie, if you're listening, we want to hear your stories too, or any other podcasters, streamers, anything. Just uh, shoot them to us, and we'll. Man, this episode's gonna be long. <laughs> oh, my God. You're editing, right, Gable? This episode or the Gallarhorn uh, episode? The Gallarhorn uh, episode. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, Dang, we'll figure it out. We'll it, it might not be released it. on Tuesday. Let's just put it that way.
4: <laughs> <laughs> if, but you know what? If it's delayed, it's be, that, that would just mean that we got a lot of really awesome stuff, so it'll be a really great episode. So yeah. there you go.
3: Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right.
4: Well,
0: Take us out. Man, I am. I'm glad we're done because I am dying here. I'm getting over a head cold, and my luckily it didn't hit me during during my vacation. But the more I talk, the worse my voice gets. So that's it. (laughs) Gallahorn, send us stories. We're done. Exotic weapons. You're. One and two are almost finished. That's amazing. Same. Short
1: of Gallarhorn, we've talked about every exotic weapon in the game.
0: In in pretty good depth. So and, and some that didn't and make out. Several it into the game. that are not in the game,
1: yeah. <laughs> and one that will be in the game
4: in like a month and a half.
1: There you go.
0: Well, and uh I like hang on a second. Um because I mentioned this in a tweet that we had a hundred over a hundred ratings now on iTunes. And of those, um, we're actually up to, like, 103, Ooh. and we've had uh, 81 that left feedback, left uh, an actual review, and there was one that was, was pretty great. The title was great. I'm, I'm just going to read it real quick. Fill your lore hole with this. <laughs> great podcast. <laughs> I, listen, I like to listen late at night while running strikes with the lights turned down low. At least until my wife caught me.
4: <laughs> That's amazing. the real C-SPAB. <laughs> this is, so this is the new precedent. We're not going to read your one-star reviews, but if your reviews are hilariously amazing, we might read them.
0: Oh, man. Yeah, there's some, there's some good ones. I love uh, it. And actually, when we got that, I, read, I went back and read through every review we've gotten again. Because, I, I, like I said, I read them all, and usually it's me sharing them with, with the group um, as they come in. But, uh, I, I went back and read through all 81 that we currently have uh, a couple nights ago and man, they're so good. I I love, I love reading these and I, I'd love to read some more. Uh, so leave us some reviews and, uh, and, oh man, it's, it's great. Thank you. There's a, there's a practical
4: reason for that too, right? Ratings and reviews on iTunes increase our visibility a lot. So yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. If you don't mind Um, taking
4: a minute, we greatly appreciate it. It's,
0: and they're fun, so that's it. Let's uh, get the Gallahorn show going, and we will talk about that one next time. Yeah, or, or
1: maybe not. Maybe we'll save it for a week.
0: <laughs> yeah, depends on how much. It, if we get a lot of people last minute saying, "Oh, I forgot to send my story," and maybe we'll maybe we'll hold off a week, give it a couple yeah. of weeks to so build. Which,
4: which which would mean we would record a different topic,
0: right? Oh
1: yeah, man. But- so. We got notes for that. Yeah. And we'll be back we'll be back to non exotic stuff. I think we're gonna take a break from this. We had a that amazing interview with uh Kirsten Potter to help break up these exotic episodes, so we're gonna start injecting a little bit more stuff like that. We'll be back with like ignored lore and, and some of the more traditional formats. We got a lot more to cover, so
0: Because there still is exotic armor.
1: There is we got we got tons of requests for other stuff though. So.
0: Oh, I know, I know, but we're we're ready for that whenever the the mood strikes us. So we got a lights what we down can low whatever. before
1: Rise of Iron starts. <laughs>
0: All right, we,
4: we could record a new episode every day between now and when Rise of Iron starts, and still not be done.
1: So that is very true.
0: <laughs> yeah, someone we actually had a review that someone or maybe it was an email that somebody said, uh, "Love the show, keep it up. I hope you guys don't run out of lore to talk about." Not going to happen. Not Not (laughs) (laughs) Not anytime soon, at least. All right, let's get out of here. See y'all.
4: Good night.
3: Good night. Have a good one.
1: Yeah, I was just seeing what other was because yes.
2: it didn't say Danny. I wasn't really sure what it meant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <so> Damn it,
3: <laughs> <that> scroll! <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to send <laughs> sure, you a message Sure,
2: if it doesn't disconnect all the time, that'd be great. <laughs> it
1: reminds me of the Red Queen from Devil May Cry 4. The gun that Nero has to rev up on his back. Not right, the gun, I'll- the sword that he has to rev up.
2: I'll not scroll when I can just click and drag a scroll bar. Is it? That's really bad? Um. If I'm just doing it, like, a little though. (laughs) Like that. I don't know. It doesn't scroll. It's so annoying. It's like it just. It's like the wheel locks up, and my finger just slides on it, and nothing is happening.
1: Well, just don't talk and scroll at the same time. That way we can just mute your track.
2: Okay
0: because yeah, it's fun you know, I'll make, sure to, I'll make sure to
2: scroll every time I take a breath
0: <laughs> please do yeah wait <laughs> 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 you
1: gotta all fit one line there we go
3: you
2: going to you gotta shout it then
1: yeah, X-ray's good at
2: that. Hi, people who played get Destiny <laughs> game fun time. <laughs> oh, hi, people Destiny who play game fun time. It is August. We make show, sure you listen.
0: X-ray, you still alive over there? Apparently not. <laughs> oh my god, I've been talking in all these different voices for the past <laughs> five minutes and on mute. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. (coughs) God, I don't even remember what I did. There were a couple good ones. Uh. (laughs) Hi, people, Destiny, who play Game Fun Time. It's August 7th and 8th, 2016. We can't use that. Uh-huh. <laughs> hi people destiny who play on time it's august 7th and 8th 2016 and you're listening to ghost stories this is episode 35 We're really wrapping up our look at exotic weapons in the game with heavy weapons sure was totally right and this ended up a two-parter because we we spent billions of hours talking about Thunderlord. <laughs> oh man <laughs> I can't even do it alright what are we gonna it's just, oh fuck <laughs>